0: The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode seventy-five. Yay, three quarters. Seventy-five. Of a dollar. Seventy-five. Feeling alive. Something. 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 Hey, well, welcome. Yay. Psych, like you thought I had something I like, clever to say. Yeah. Well, I just keep repeating yay, so I ain't doing any better. Well, your very bland, uncreative host for the day are Chris and Savannah. Yes, that is us, isn't it? That's always been us. 75 episodes in, we're still here. So, hey, welcome to the Right Track Record Podcast. Thank you for joining us today and hanging out, listening to music, and uh, giving your opinions on music as well. And we have uh, quite the <laughs> album to do that for today. But I'll tell you about all of that momentarily at first. Just want to welcome you again. And if you do like what you see or hear today, or even in past episodes, if you're here, that you've been here before and everything like that, make sure you hit like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow. All of those things really help us do build the musical community that you know we're trying to build we want you to be a part of it it's just as easy all the things i just said take seconds free to do all good so make sure you're doing that show us some love please
1: yes uh, my family doesn't give me love and i depend on it from strangers
0: so please go from strangers to friends but love me. I don't know where I'm going with this. You can always depend on the kindness of strangers. I'm just thinking of The Simpsons now. They did uh, Streetcar Named Desire and they made it into oh. a really <laughs> shitty musical. <laughs> a stranger's that just a friend you haven't met. <laughs> if, yeah, tell that to kids. Anyway. We're,
1: we're going to cut all that out,
0: right? Hell no. <laughs> I don't even feel embarrassed enough to cut that up, but anyways, yes, that's what, that's what we do here on the show. That's what we want you to be a part of, uh, so please do all that. Uh, But also, too, if you do like the show just enough to financially support us, there is that option, too, with Kofi.com slash Rate the Record. You can be part of the RTR Club, five bucks a month. We'll get you in there, and it'll get you a bunch of stuff like bonus content, a thank you thing, and like a, like a we'll show you out on the show and everything like that, social media, even if we have to. And if you have music that you want us to listen to and put somewhere in its own, like, kofi rtr club specific ranking then we will do that for you so consider that five bucks a month but also there's also just the optional thing of like you know giving any one-time donation that you want as little or as much as you want there is that so if you're feeling generous and you have your deep deep pockets there kofi.com slash rate the record
1: and who can pass up getting their own hard art and hard work being placed in a b tier on a different platform Right? Who wouldn't pay for that?
0: Yeah, it's not even public. So that way you don't have to like go through the shame of knowing that you have a B tier because no one else is gonna know unless they're part of the RTR club. Exactly.
1: It's just you laying on your bed staring at your ceiling, going, What have I done with my life?
0: Or maybe it'll feel like some sort of badge of honors like I got B tier. <laughs> oh, can we get T-shirts? Hell yeah. Oh uh, I could have brought this up off camera, but I thought of merchandise that has to do with B tiering stuff. But yes, make sure you show us love everywhere. I just wanted to say that. And you can do that all at ratedirector.ca, all of our social media links, all of our streaming links, kofi.com, our album giveaway, which for unfortunately for April had to get cut off because uh, the album that we're going to do, Mr. Bungle's California, just suddenly disappeared off shelves, off of like warehouses, everything nobody has huh. it. So it was that good. But we do have the one for May lined up, and that'll be announced a little later on in the month. But you yeah. can still sign up for the album giveaways. It is going to be there. And also, the album request link can be found at ratetherecord.ca. So, you want us to listen to something on the show, which we actually got one coming up next week. Hint, nudge, Ooh. or nudge, wink. I should actually do, like, you know, the pantomime for it. <laughs> All of that and more can be found at ratetherecord.ca. So, please check it out and uh, stick around there. Up our traffic on the website. Why not? Yes, please. Just just yeah i have nothing to add i'm make trying it, make it make it worth us buying the dot ca domain that we have for like the next three or four years
1: yeah just like you're, you mentioned the simpsons just get one of those drinking birds and just have it f5 f5, oh, yeah, f5 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 right so why not why not
0: and then then i'll have to find a specific way to have like a pop-up come up so that way as soon as the bird keeps hitting f5 and refreshing it's actually accepting something and agreeing to something <laughs> So we're just getting like a lot more like traffic and like engagement and then our SEO looks fantastic. Uh I like the way you think. Ah Yes, ripping people off. We 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 like to do that all the time, don't we? That's just apparently what we do all the time on the show. But if you have been here before, you know That's actually not true. We don't rip anyone off or at least we don't think we do But you know that we're just a couple of videos talk about music anyways That's what we do here on the show. So welcome back. Thank you for being part of the episode today But if you're new here, you're probably just very confused. That's fine. I mean you're gonna find out more as you go along anyways Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay We hope that you find a place here in the community enjoy talking about music enjoy talking to us because again We want you to be here uh, if you are new here you don't know what we do on the podcast. So each week, Savannah and I will choose an album, be it completely at random, just one of us makes a choice and like we will talk about it. Maybe it's celebrating some sort of 20, 25, 30, 35 year anniversary, something along the lines of that, something special and it's like a monumental album. So we will take a look at those and requests. We've done plenty and we got plenty more coming. Regardless, we will t- take an album, we'll discuss it at length from front to back, then we'll rank the songs and then we rate, rate the, the record. record.
1: How and- long was it going to take for you to get there? <laughs> I, that's how long it usually takes that's nothing new oh my god I was too impatient I was like oh I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it right on cue everything and then I'm like oh no he's saying more oh
0: no oh no am I gonna forget my cue that, that's that's literally as long as it usually is I think you just need to take your Ritalin and sit down
1: <sighs> if only
0: okay you're already okay. sitting down go lay down then take your Ritalin and lay down <laughs>
1: Just, just flip myself back. And just lay on the
0: floor and do the do the show that way. Go, go back really hard to put your head through the wall. You get like a hole there. You are like, oh fuck, and then your coma is just like, oh nap time.
1: Oh my God, the clickbait title on the YouTube video for that would be fantastic.
0: <laughs> Savannah falls into a coma nap. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll strategically use the word nap.
1: Yes, yes, with quotes, please, for emphasis.
0: Already then, moving on to the actual subject of today's episode, episode <laughs> 75. I chose it so you know it's going to be good, because that's just like the, the trend on the show, right? We'll Anyways, see. today is the Mars Volta in their 2008 album, The Bedlam and Goliath. Uh, Goliath is quite the term to use because, man, this album is indeed huge.
1: <laughs> I had no idea what to expect, and to be quite honest, please don't at me. Um, I thought the Mars Volta and death from above 1979 were the same, I think because there's two people in each. So I, I've not heard either before today and I thought they were the same,
0: which is funny because you said that to me off camera last week and I I immediately was like, what?
1: Yeah. How? I've never listened to either, uh, before today. So,
0: well, at least one of them is Canadian. One of those bands were Canadian.
1: (laughs) I'm assuming it's not this one.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, Death <laughs> From Above is from Toronto. Ah, cool. They're actually pretty close by. So yeah, we're doing the Mars Volta. I chose this one, so I guess I'll tell you a little bit about the band and the album itself. And they are an American band because you were you assumed one of them was from Canada. Well, Death <laughs> From Above is because the Mars Volta is an experimental prog rock band from El Paso, Texas. Ooh. This is like the second week in a row, or not, not in a row, but that we've done a Texas band. We did Krungbin the other... Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're from Texas. So is this band, El Paso, Texas. Nice. They originally formed in 2001 by the original founding members Omar Rodriguez Lopez and Cedric Dixler Zavala. Oh, here I come with the fucking names that I can't pronounce properly. Should've
1: till you get to the track listing.
0: Oof. Okay, I'm a little more comfortable with those, to be honest. <laughs> Anyways, the two met while in their previous band, At The Drive-In, that formed in 1994. Not Cedric a was a founding member of that band, and Omar joined in the summer of 1996. At The Drive-In would eventually break up in 2001 at the height of their popularity due to extensive touring, creative differences, and Omar and Cedric had a bit of a drug problem. Mm. Can you believe it?
1: (laughs) I, after listening to this, I might, I might.
0: From there, the two would start a small side project called De facto, and that would eventually lead to them being the Mars Volta. Through the years, they would amass a devoted following and release notable works, including one of their most noted albums to date, Francis the Mute, in 2004. They would tour with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and even recorded their album, Deloused in the Comatorium, with Rick Rubin at the Mansion, a studio most notably home to artists such as the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Guns N' Roses, Jay-Z, Slipknot, System of a Down, and so many more. Dang. Uh, To kick off 2008, they released the subject of today's episode. Uh, This description is going to be a little longer uh, for this album than usual because it is a concept album and uh, the story behind it is kind of fucking weird. The Bedlam and Goliath is the band's fourth studio album released January 29th, 2008, and was recorded at Ocean Way Recording in Hollywood, California, as well as Omar's home studio in Brooklyn, New York. Keep that part in mind because that's going to come back up in a second. The album was produced by Omar himself and released through Universal Motown and Gold Standard Laboratories. The album was added. Uh, the, this album added a plethora of musicians who have come and gone over the years, including Isaiah Ike Owens on keys, uh, Juan Alderete on bass, Thomas Pridgen on drums, Marcel Rodriguez Lopez on percussion and keys, Adrian Trazas Gonzalez on woodwinds and percussion, uh, Paul Hinoyos doing the sound manipulation, and an appearance by Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist John Frusciante interesting uh those names were a hell of a lot to get through too (laughs) um so goliath is mainly considered a concept album the idea of this album came from sessions that the two being cedric and omar would uh, have with an archaic ouija board that they nicknamed the soothsayer which is actually a song on this album uh through communicating with it it revealed names stories and demands through the entity that was three different people in one one of them named goliath which There you go, another subject that comes up on the album. As a result, the band felt that they were cursed. Many strange events at this time started happening, including the original drummer leaving the band mid-tour and causing financial issues, Cedric requiring surgery on his foot and it required him to relearn how to walk, audio tracks started randomly disappearing from hard drives, Omar's home studio was uh, plagued with flooding and power outages throughout the entire production of the record, and the original audio engineer had a nervous breakdown and would leave because he was convinced that the band was trying to drive him and the audience crazy. Are we sure it's not the drugs... That is hard to determine at this point. Okay, okay, okay. Eventually, Omar destroyed the soothsayer and buried it in two locations that he has sworn to never reveal the locations of in an attempt to end the curse completely. There was also an old poem attached to the soothsayer when originally was originally purchased that spoke of love triangle between a woman, her daughter, and a man in Muslim society. So this was used in the lyrical themes of the album. And by the way, this was like an old Ouija board bought in an old market in Jerusalem. So you want to talk about curses, I mean, that's where a lot of that comes from. The album received generally favorable, generally favorable reviews, some outlets liking it more than others. It has a 66 mm-hmm. on Metacritic, 85% on Absolute Punk, 4 to 5 by NME Rolling, and Rolling Stone, a 4.5 out of 5 by our former good friends at. music. <laughs> 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 if you want to know what they're former, you have to go back and watch last week's episode. <laughs> the album charted in many countries, notably number six in Canada, number three in Australia and the United States. The album technically only had one single, but two if you count one as a usb bonus track that was kind of found but the uh, the main single was wax Waximolo- uh, similar Oh, i i it's oh, gonna I, be exciting I, I can say that perfectly but as soon as i have to say it on the show i screwed up wax Waximolo- Sol- oh my god wax Waximolo- simulacra Waximolo- Waximolo- the Molochro, there you go, and Goliath with hey. the USB single. I, I seriously like I, I can say all of these names, but now that I'm on camera, it's good like <laughs> like on microphone too. Like I'm gonna butcher. People are watching
1: morning. me. Oh my god! It's oh, stage fright. God, it's just me. It's fine. I can't do it either. I'm
0: worse than you. Uh, in in case you are a superstitious listener, uh, apparently I like I don't know much about like superstition and all the those types of things and curses and everything like that. But apparently there's traps set for listeners in this album to kind of pass on the curse in order to get it off of them. So if you're in superstitious, maybe go ahead and just uh, skip this episode. It's fine. Or maybe just don't, no, don't skip the episode. Just don't listen to the album. How about that? You can just listen to us. Talk about it. You trapped me by making me listen to it before telling me
1: this. Exactly. It's I, like the ring. My, I had to pass it on. So that way I don't
0: get killed by a girl in a well.
1: My life will fall apart. I'm not superstitious at all. So I, uh, I do superstitious things as a mockery. So my life is already falling apart. What worse can it, how worse can it get?
0: Yeah, you, you sit under a ladder opening an umbrella while a black cat circles the ladder.
1: <laughs> and oh, yeah, you, yeah, You're
0: sitting on a broken mirror as well.
1: Yeah, and I'm like just tapping my feet on a crack in the sidewalk. And your mom's sitting there like, oh, ah, my back. <laughs> That's what you get for all this generational trauma. Oh, my back. Oh. Take
0: that, take that. <laughs> All right. Well, instead of talking about trauma, we have, should probably start talking about music because that's kind of what the show is. Oh
1: this album gave me trauma. I was gonna
0: say that we need to do a therapy podcast. Oh my god, yes. All right. Well, let's get started on this album. Song number one, Aberrincula.
1: Okay. So my first note is my first question: What the hell am I listening to? I had no idea what to expect, other than, uh, you know, it'll it's it's a lot. Okay, yeah, sure. It's a I lot. We we also did the buggles and that was a lot. No, this was a lot. No, the that, buggles that, was
0: not a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a lot to take in. It took me, it took me a while. Um, how am I supposed to literally describe any of this? Most of my notes are like, hey, I like this sound at this time. This was great. It made me feel weird, which I do mention multiple times. Um, With speaking of. Uh, There is a part that starts around three minutes, 15. Totally could belly
0: dance to that. It kind of
1: slows down a little bit. It's just a, this entire album is made up of 12 mini roller coasters.
0: I was going to say, does this album get a danceable
1: score out of you? It does not actually. There's one where I'm like moving my shoulders a little bit, but I couldn't dance to all 12 or I probably would have like broken a hip. Just the amount of changes and complete right turns that this takes.
0: Well, you just dance at the portions that you feel are danceable and then just take a breather from there. That's all I did. It was great. Well, I kind of, uh, Followed that note a little bit because I said it was a crazy way to start the album, but like it gives you a good idea of what to expect moving forward, though, for the most part. Yes. Like it's not all like hyper energy, but at the same time, this album is very energetic. I use that word more than once in this review, but like there's a lot going on here. And Uh I do have some blanket notes, too, because, I mean, there's just a lot you could say that blankets this album. Yes. Uh, The fullness and depth of the production are fantastic. Like it just they're so good at utilizing everything they got going on. Like Omar is just really good at this. Uh, you always get something uh, new upon multiple listens. And I even told you off camera, like I've been listening to this album for over a decade. And even through this lesson, I was like, Oh, I've never noticed that before. That's crazy. So like you get things on multiple listens. So the, so the replayability of this album, though exhausting is I think worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drums are fucking phenomenal throughout the entire album. Thomas Pridge is an absolutely unbelievable drummer. And like, Oh my God, like, He's probably up there as one of my favorites because this album is just incredible for it.
1: um, So like you said, it is like a wild start to the album. I definitely can tell I'm in for a ride. Like I said, I had no idea what to expect. So it's just sort of anything I'm receiving. I'm taking as a clue of what I'm going to be hearing. Um, I, right from the get go, and this is my blanket statement. I definitely recommend being a little safe high while listening to this. Safe. Fucking oh yeah. Like safe enough that if someone came to your front door, you wouldn't think you're having an existential
0: crisis. Okay. I, I, I've got to step in here because I remember when we listened to Krungman a couple of weeks ago, You said, yeah. I would not get high to this album, but you would get high to this one. Yes. Oh my God, this one is destroying yeah, yeah. Krungman so chill and like, you're like, no, no, that's scary. This one though. Oh, this is right. Yeah. Get safe yeah, yeah. for it.
1: I, well, I think it Whatever was the hell more, that means. it was more of a, I didn't think of doing it and then listen to this. I just decided to listen to this while in that state. Um, and I found from personal experience, it was so much easier to kind of discern the layers Instead of because I uh, when I tried to listen to it the first time, it was like someone punched me like someone turned the corner. I ran into them at the corner and they punched me in the face. And I was like, where did that come from? What happened? Why is my nose bleeding? And just I felt like, you know, kind of feeling a little more relaxed. I it was a little easier to kind of focus on it and sort of take it in little bite sized pieces, which leads me to my next point there are so many layers here and it's not just this track. It is just the majority of them that it's like one of those cakes that is made out of like crepes where it's like crepe icing, crepe icing. And when you cut it, there's like 25 layers in it. That's how this entire album felt to me.
0: I'm aware of those cakes, but I've never had one.
1: Me neither. They don't look appetizing at all.
0: And why can't you just use the uh, metaphor of like a lasagna? I would have understood that more
1: because the lasagna i find you can't really see the layers in because it all just mushes if you cut it, if you t- who the fuck waits for it to cool before you cut it you cut it while it is piping hot Hell and not. then all of the noodles slide everywhere all the it the sauce never sets and then you have to eat it out of a bowl or else you're fucked.
0: I wait 15 minutes before cutting mine. So there you How go. How do
1: you wait to eat lasagna? I'm just like, I'm sitting there like a dog in front of the oven, just waiting for it to finish. For I guess I have hobbies. Hour so <laughs> yeah. Well, my hobby is eating
0: lasagna. So, well, okay, fucking okay, Garfield. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So I only got a couple more notes on this one, too. I mean, and also we should note, too, uh, pretty much every song and this album is very long. Oh my god, yes, because it's a prog epic. rock album. What were you expecting?
1: It's epic. I wasn't expecting anything, but I guess nine minute songs definitely weren't it either. Oh,
0: there's a couple of nine minute songs. This yeah. one's just over five and a half, but 544. Um, the entire last half of this track is a lot of fun. I think this is where you mentioned that you'd start bella dancing to or something yeah. like that because this is where it kind of changes <laughs> oh, yeah. up a little bit. Uh, yeah, like it's that. a fun, fun groove between the bass and the drums, which actually happens a lot in this album. Like, there's like great groove sections, I'll mention them oh, as they come yeah. up too. Uh, the guitar work on top was great, and like, every layer it feels like perfectly fit and appropriate like nothing feels like it's just added yeah. for the sake of Nothing's adding shit. annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. like
0: everything is there enhancing the sound in some way even if it's quiet in the background again that's one of those things on multiple listens you'll hear it like the fifth or sixth time you listen to it you're like oh that's there and it actually sounds kind of cool
1: there is a sound coming up that i think i've really noticed it in about three different songs that it's so demure it's so in the background but every time i hear it i'm like give me more of that it sounds awesome but because they don't do it often they don't it's not obnoxious or in your face it makes me want more so it does make me listen to it again and again and they're tricking me already and we're only on track
0: one. Oh, they set traps and you're falling right ah! in look at that jesus christ Maybe you're cursed to listen to this album again oh <laughs> no
1: well, I mean, I would.
0: But I mean, overall, like, it's a fun, fantastic track, and it really yep. kind of gets you going. For like, it, it gets you going and like shows you everything else to come. So it's 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 exciting. I like it.
1: Yes, yes. I do have one question uh, for you though. Uh, did you say the uh, the name of the song? Because yeah, I right. don't know how to. Aberincula. I didn't hear it. Aberrin.
0: Okay, I, I, I said it right at the beginning. I always say all the name song names.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear it and I want to know how to pronounce all of these except for the next one. That one's easy, but
2: yeah.
0: Uh I was I kept going uh ab- ab- and that was just gonna let you just just well with it. to be fair that might happen a couple of times where i think i know how it's pronounced. i might be pronouncing it wrong who knows uh yeah i guess a uh, disclaimer if you already haven't understood we're not really good with other languages so if we are butchering anything we apologize yes. again go back to the Krungbin episode and watch us butcher that or watch me butcher that at the <laughs> very least uh so if anything is mispronounced uh, apologize i'm just going by the way i've kind of always known it i can do uh, a crude
1: french accent that's it
0: But speaking of the next song that you mentioned, and it's an easy enough title because it is song number two, Metatron.
1: So it only took me two songs into the album for me to realize that listening to this is like learning a new language. You hear it the first time you're like, that is nonsense and I have no idea what's going on, but it's like the more you listen to it, the more you kind of pick up on certain things and then you kind of piece it together. It's like the difference between listening to a song, but starting on the second beat because the rest of the song is going to sound so off because you didn't hear it, how it was supposed to be played. Um, So, yeah, it was hard for me. I think it took me maybe the third whole album list to go, oh, okay. Because I think I, I started to anticipate what was coming next. So it's a lot easier. It's like a drive to work. It like takes forever when you first start, but as you're getting familiar with your with your surroundings, you're like, oh, this drive took me five minutes. Not, that's not that bad at all. Um, I'm unsure about the high range vocals. Really? I know I I love Rush. I love Getty Lee. I like his vocals, but I think it's when they're very high.
0: Like constantly, the
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's hard for me to like I guess I think it's just personal preference but there's a couple songs I think closer to the end of the album where he sings in a sort of I don't want to say lower registered more of a speaking register and then goes up high and it's more for accenting and I like that but when it's sort of um a couple verses sang, sung that way I'm like okay it's you've I'm, you've sort of overstage your welcome. I didn't really like it too much, but it doesn't happen quite often. Just enough for me to mention.
0: I I really do uh, like it. It grew on me over time listening to these albums and I can get, it can be like, yeah, it it is something that you kind of have to grow into because yeah. Falsettos aren't for everyone, especially when they're like very nasally. Uh, Yeah, And like, I've, I've kind of, I think I've pretty much complained about that in the past with certain acts before, but yeah, this one, I don't know because he's got a very like Cedric's got a very strong voice. Uh, and like he's very good at controlling those high ranges too, so like I've always grown to appreciate that. Yeah. And there are a couple of songs when he hits those high notes, and goddamn does he belt them out, like with like absolute control. And we'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really like it. And the th- this song is a great pickup from the last one too, because like it, it's just a seamless transition. Just it makes it seem like it literally is part of the previous track. And again, being a concept album, like it's 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 easy to kind of do that, where like one song kind of transitions into the other. It's kind of like listening to 2112, how the entire side is just like one song, but broken up to like, what, five or something like that.
1: And before you know it, it's like flip over and you're like, wait, what? I'm still waiting for track two.
0: Um, Another kind of blanket statement that I made for this one, too. uh, It's it's just talking about like the noisy background layers. And I I think they're great at really keeping up the atmosphere of not only the song, but the entire album. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like. Again, it's just something that if, if it wasn't there, I think the songs would feel more naked and like it's something was missing. Uh, but like they really utilize noise well oh, throughout the background. Like it's not just blaring in your ears more often than not. Like it's kind of just there adding to the atmosphere and I really like it.
1: There's a lot of that sort of atmospheric noise that makes me uncomfortable and that's going to come up in a couple songs farther in where it's like it makes me feel things and I resent the fact that other people make me feel things but I do and that's I, I I don't know just side note I don't know if uh on the YouTube uh video feed of this if our names that we said on Zoom show um but well, mine yeah, says promise. mine says my personality will become this because after that album I'm like I need more of that. <laughs> whatever whatever that was will make me a better person. I need more of this.
0: I, like after this album I don't think they ever reached the heights of Bedlam. Like not that they were yeah. bad albums, but like I don't know, to me like this Mars Volta fans are going to be pretty divisive because, again, like Francis the Mutant and De are like fantastic albums, and I know people yeah. who personally call them their favorites, but Bedlam is my favorite out of Mar- the most Mars Volta collection. Like, it, there's just, this one has like everything that they could ever experiment with and just throw it all into one album and it actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like trying to make a cake and you don't know what ingredients you're throwing in, but it just so happens to be a really damn good cake
1: and then you'll never ever recreate it after yeah you, d- you
0: never counted out your portions yeah. you didn't really that's look at what you were awesome. adding but it's just like how did this turn out so good
1: that's me and i actually anything. lost five
0: pounds eating it so <laughs> I actually my muscles grew i lost five pounds of body fat like this is amazing that's like mario eating a red mushroom someone lines of that so i'm pretty sure this, there were some mushrooms consumed during the making of this album <laughs> oh fucking i don't
1: doubt that at all
0: um, there, there's another thing I really like about this too, kind of talking about like the, the the backgrounds and everything like that. Like there's these like humming synths or maybe even background hummings in the verse. I thought that kept the song flowing really well too. I really like stuff like that. Again, just everything feels purposeful and like it should be there. So I really do like that. And um, the middle portion of this song has a bit of a slowdown in it for a little bit, and it's perfectly suited to like the progression of the song itself. It gives uh-huh. the track more emotional depth, and you you'll find more emotional depth as you go through this album too. So. This is the beginning of that and I really like having presented this early.
1: Um the uh the guitar solo at like 5 minutes 30 super pleasing because the guitar is sort of meandering and doing its own thing but the bass is like holding everything together and it's not like I I don't know it's not in competition with the guitar it's not like, okay, you do that while well, I'm going to, you know, take my time to do a bass solo underneath it. It was just simple, easy, pushed everything along. I really enjoyed that. Um, speaking of really enjoying it, I didn't think I would like it. I I think I mentioned this maybe into the fourth or fifth song where it's, I, I just didn't think I was going to like it. And I like it. It's cool. Um, I guess not cool because that's such a mom thing to say. It was uh hip and happening
0: hey your stepmom that works enough
1: um oh god that's fucking terrifying to hear
0: you've been with Um, for a while come on now
1: it's yeah but the kids come over a week at a time that's it that's all i think about but as soon as i hear stepmom i think of the movie stepmom i'm like oh god no (laughs) um I had two more. Well, I guess one more note. Um, I don't recall caring that this song was so long because I spent so much time trying to understand it. So the more I'm listening to it and it's playing and it's like this song is just over eight minutes. And there have been songs that we've done on this show by other artists, other albums that hit four minutes. I'm like, could have stopped after two. Don't care. Say
0: yes, yes, agree. And
1: and now it's like 8 minutes it ends and I'm like no I wasn't I wasn't done trying to decipher what what you're offering me. I need another 4 minutes, please. <laughs> and it's like oh my god, like it's wild to me discovering my own preferences just by doing this and listening to things that I never thought I would actually listen to. So It
0: was good. I figured, too, that going into this album, because you would never heard it, like, the song lengths would be very intimidating to you. Because, as you kind of just mentioned, like, we've gone through songs that are shorter than (laughs) this, and they've been too long. Yeah. So, like, you're looking at, like, like eight, like, just over eight minutes, nine and a half minutes, you're like, oh, fuck. But then, like, you're starting to be like,
1: oh, you know what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think they're... To be, to be honest, I think there's only two songs on this album that I'm like, yeah, we could have cut out like maybe a, a verse or one more chorus, cut it down a little bit, kind of dragged, but two out of 12, it's a pretty good uh, percentage.
0: Yeah, and I think there's only one song where I mentioned the length. Other than that, like I generally enjoy like this album. So, yeah,
1: I agree. Fuck, the, I agree.
0: the only other note I have to say is just like the final chorus, too, I thought was really good because yeah. like everything is far more accented and has like a lot more character in it carrying out the song. The song actually has an ending too. So it's not like the end of uh, Aberlincula, uh that that kind of like immediately transitioned over into this one. So it it feels like a non-stop like what 13, 14 minute song. So like this one actually ends before the next one starts. So it actually ends like really well. Everything's really accented, just feels like a big epic at that point.
1: Mm, It's like a nice breather that you need for sure.
0: Yeah. And because this album like it gets pretty hyper. All right, we'll move on. The song number three now. Oh, this one might be one I butcher, but it's Ilyena. I've been saying Ilyena for a long time. I could be wrong, but we'll see.
1: I uh I keep seeing the I and the L as an H, and my brain just keeps going, yeah, it's hyena. It's Hi-ena. hyena. Like that's not right at all. Yeah,
0: there's some sort of pronunciation that I'm not like, getting from like a different <laughs> language here than uh yeah, again, apologies. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah, we are we are English through and through. Um The static and distortion at the beginning, it made me uncomfortable. This is the uh, first in a line of songs that in some way make me unsettled or uncomfortable. That's the point, though. Yeah. It's actually doing its job. But it's, it's not knowing that and then coming going, yeah, this is how I feel. And you're like, yeah, that's how you're supposed to feel. I'm like, oh, they tricked me. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, manipulated.
0: To, me. to be fair, even as a Mars Volta fan, like if you've listened to this for the first time, you're not going to completely understand the concept unless you've already yeah. done a deep read on it. So you're going to yeah. go in and feel very unsettled with this album. Yeah. But then and as I- you learn more about it, you're like, Oh, that's why this was the way it was. And it's yeah. all fucking noisy and weird distorted vocals. Like, and it starts to make more sense as it goes.
1: I don't think I want to know why I think I just want to deal with the fact that I'm uncomfortable because the uncomfortable feeling is kind of like watching a thriller movie where you kind of get that like anxiety in your chest, but it kind of feels like an adrenaline rush. So you're kind of down for it. You're like, this is the most alive I'm ever going to feel, but I know that I'm safe because I'm literally sitting in my living room and I am of like, I, I will come to no harm, but I am going to turn on every single light on my way to the bedroom because I'm a little scared.
2: And
0: then when That's you have That's how to, I
1: felt listening to this.
0: And then when you turn out the lights, you have to do that sprint up the stairs.
1: <laughs> right? Oh my God, my my dad's house, he uh he didn't have a light switch for the uh the lamp by the front door. So I would walk up the stairs, reach over, pull the string, turn the light on, run all the way upstairs. Pull the string for that light, come halfway down the stairs, turn that light off and go upstairs. Wow, and what a maze. And and that last run, uh 90% of the time I would trip on the stairs and think, this is it, that this is how I die. At like 12 years old, I'm like, the ghosts are gonna get me. I'm done now.
0: And as you're tumbling down the stairs, you see those large gray hands peer to the darkness oh, to grab you oh. as you're falling. <laughs>
1: oh my god. Holy shit, hell no. My dad lives in a in an old house and it sounds like there's marbles running through the attic i was convinced it's it's haunted it's terrifying or maybe but, just mice <laughs> oh, i'm fucking that if i'm scared of anything it's that mice um, are so cute. oh no they're so fast and they're gross and uh, centipedes
0: ugh. are fast and gross mice are cute
1: yuck i fucking hate mice anyways anyways going back to the static and distortion uh scaring the shit out of me Um, it's kind it kind of felt like listening to a ghost voice through a broken radio. And I'd like to think I hit the nail on the head with that
0: observation. I will say there's a note later on the album where I mentioned, uh, it sounds like the voice coming through a spirit box. Yeah. What's a spirit box? A spirit, uh, to break it down small, it's like a small radio, but it's specially designed to rapidly flick through as many stations as it can. And you, when you ask a spirit a question, a word will suddenly blare through the static just out of, off of a random station. It's just like, like, how old are you? And then you'll such old, like the, that kind of thing.
1: Really? Oh, my God. That is, That's the kind of terrifying I'm talking about. I'm intrigued and I want one,
0: but I'm scared of it are you are, do you do you want me here leave like that kind of stuff like
1: oh my god and then you hear like a bang or something
0: and considering oh. the concept of the album the idea of a, a spirit box definitely doesn't seem out of place oh. so i i have a feeling that we're kind of maybe alluding to that yeah because i mean if this this album was mainly conceptualized through a ouija board then there's no way that that's like out of the ballpark for this yeah dang oh uh, and by the way i should mention speed on that note we don't really do lyrical Breakdowns. If you're new here, you don't know that. Uh, Yeah, we don't really do lyrical analysis, hence why we haven't been talking about it yet. And a lot of these lyrics are obviously very story driven. Uh, To be honest, though, it is extremely, extremely difficult more often than not to decipher Cedric's lyrics. Uh, Mm. Like, there are just some things I'm reading through lyrics. I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? Like, I get what you're going for, but I don't know what any of this means. Oh, I'm glad
1: I didn't try
0: uh but yeah so but like with the idea of the album you can kind of see where the songs are going though at the very least um i also mentioned that the opening minute was very unsettling it's definitely like a feeling that pops up later on the album too so it's like that spirit box type sound i actually say spirit box like later in the album too so we'll hear that um this song is super groove oriented through the verses and everything like that sounds fantastic and it's pretty much the entire song this time around so this song is probably like if this was like a if I give my own dancey score, this one would be on top. This one's so damn good for. It, but I don't dance. Fuck, fuck yeah. You I'm sure you move shoulders, bob
1: your head. That's still dancing.
0: Well, yeah, because I stand up while reviewing albums. Like I have a desk that like lifts up, and so I stand yeah. while I'm reviewing it and writing into yeah, I'll just kind of just like do this while I'm like this it, and
1: stuff. it counts as <laughs> dancing if you're just moving your weight from one leg to the other, to the other, to the if other If you tap dancing.
0: your foot, it considered it's considered a dance. Oh fuck. It's extremely minimal. <laughs> Dang. That town in Footloose was fucked. Yes, yes, they were. I've never seen it, so. I have once and it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you were really sure about that. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. I know that I'm diabetic, but I'm more sure that Footloose sucks. (laughs) Oh, it's too oh bad that the god. audio cut out your laughter. Savannah was indeed laughing, audio listeners.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, I I actually was cackling.
0: So yes. <laughs> Jesus Fantastic. fucking Christ! More about Elena, though. Let's go.
1: Oh yeah. Um, the ending. Uh, it took a little bit for me to not immediately hate it, only because the bulk of the song kind of ended, and then kind of picked up again for a little uh, nice little ending. Didn't hate that ending, but I did like where the uh, bulk of the song originally ended. I thought that would be cool, but whatever. I am not in the band. Um, I felt like this song kind of was like a amping up lead up to the next song because it left me feeling completely unfulfilled and unresolved. So it was just sort of, I, I, you're you're hanging there on that note and you're just waiting to come down on the next song. So it kind of feels like the next song is like um, it's a necessity to listen to after this one or else you're going to walk away with that. I I don't know how to describe it other than it's just like this weird unsettling feeling because nothing's been resolved at the end of the song.
0: Well, even in the end, they still do that spirit box thing again. So Mm -hmm. um,
1: that's why it's just unsettling fucking weird Oh my god, I just want to hide under a blanket and go please don't hurt me. <laughs>
0: um I think there's a great use of hand drums in this throughout the entire track too. Like I think that's more accented than it was in other songs so far. So I really like that. Um I think it gives more life to everything although I don't know how much more life the song needs because it's so fucking lively. I, I, everything on this album is very lively. Uh, I have one last note it's, it's a little longer because it has to do with the entire middle section. Mm. Uh, the entire middle section of the song never fails to give me chills because of just how fucking well it's done. Uh, Thomas Pridgen just being an absolute menace on the fucking drums. Like holy fucking shit. Like I remember the first time I was I listened to that part I was just like, no, we're going back. And I, like, I listened to it like 20 times. Even now, like years later, I still do that i'm just like no no, back back
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i gotta get my fill
0: oh god it's it's so damn good uh the dark atmosphere it gets really dark especially with those like humming vocals like that like those Mm. like everything kind of gets dark the instrumentals are really there for it too and like there's also like restraint on the vocals very much calmer and a higher tone but like he carries out the words a lot longer on top of this very hyper drum beat uh, I don't know. It's just an r- amazing arrangement and composition. It never gets old to me. Like, that part of the song alone would just get a perfect score, but I mean, like, the rest of the song is great, but that part alone is just like, how the fuck do you just write something like that? That is so damn good.
1: Did a tear come to your eye while you were writing this review?
0: Uh, multiple like a- chills, probably, yes. Yeah. yeah. I the felt like a fucking blanket. porcupine, just like everything. Like, it wasn't just goosebumps. It was like sharp. I couldn't even touch my fucking arms. It was so chilled
1: oh my god that is uh that is definitely i don't even know i don't even know what to say about this album that's one not going to give anything away or B not going to give anything away so, might well, as well so- song
0: by song we're giving it away
1: <laughs> yeah well that's true but i don't want to be like yeah then i felt this way because fuck who knows the song that i'm talking about could be seven
0: songs from now so i i, I, I never know. mind giving like I, I, I don't mind partially showing my, my my cards while going through the album, like, even if I do spoil some things about it, like how I feel about it overall, like I don't care because I'm so like if it's that good to me and it I mean, yeah. excites me in the moment, like I want to share that just to kind of like lay everything on being like, listen, I'm not going to wait till the end of the album to tell you this was fucking fantastic. This song just does it for me.
1: It is so hard for me not to do that just at the very beginning where you're like, okay, song one, I go, this album, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, we're focusing on this one song. I'm like, yeah, but what about all this stuff?
0: Meanwhile, you put your name as my personality will become this. (laughs) So I mean, like, hmm. I mean, it will. Int, int. All right. We'll, we'll move on to song number four though. Uh, Let's see if I can get this one. Wax Simulacra. There you go. I actually said it properly. (laughs) Simulacra. That's. That is a word. I actually Um, read up what it meant, but I can't, I don't remember what it means now. (laughs) A lot of this has to do with like religious stuff too. Like obviously Metatron's like a word for God and stuff like that. Um, I I can't remember. It could be like an idol. I think I I was thinking
1: Megatron and then I was thinking transformers. So, I mean, was not on the same Megatron
0: is a God. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have absolutely no idea. I know (laughs) what I do know is that this song is the shortest thus far at only Two minutes, 30 seconds ish. Um, It feels like it could be just like an interlude. Um, To me, this is this is a good example of I listened to an eight minute song and I was like, yeah, give me more two and a half minutes. And it felt long. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was just because the last couple songs set the precedent of, yeah, we're going to play. Section A, then section B, then section C, then A again, then C, then B. And it's just all over the place. And it's there's a lot to follow. This one was a lot more simple. And I use simple very loosely because it is not simple at all. But it's it was less jarring and less grab you by the shoulders and shake you violently. So it, it felt a little longer than two and a half minutes solely because it wasn't as diverse. If that makes sense?
0: It, it's it's just so weird that you would consider it, like, feeling long. Like, I don't know. Th- this yeah. song felt appropriate length to me. Uh, yeah, b- because, like, it, it is way more subdued. It's, like, yeah. obviously far shorter. So, like, it's not presenting with, like, all these, like, really weird intersections to kind of travel through,
2: mm-hmm. like the other
0: songs kind of give you. Yeah. Uh, the drums in this one again just kind of continue on from the last one like how they're just they're so damn good and there's like really intense with the verses too like especially with the constant double kicks too like everything else seems a little more subdued but like the drums are just kind of still just going on at like a furious pace which i i really like again just i can only imagine them playing this album like front to back and like the drummer just being dead at the end of it because of like how intense it is
1: Oh yeah. like so you, you, you check up after every like four or five songs and it's a different drummer and you're like, what the fuck? When did this happen? It was just a pile of bodies behind the drum kit.
0: Oh, I I, I watched videos of uh, Thomas <laughs> Pridgen playing this. As a matter of fact, I've seen the Marshall to live, uh, like only at MTV live though in, in okay. Toronto. So they only played a few songs, including Goliath, which is the next song coming up. And so like, I can confirm he does, he does indeed, he fucking kills it. He's, he's really good at it.
1: So they played it live. It wasn't uh like like the the hacking had,
0: track. This album had just come out. <laughs> like, yeah. And yes, it was very much live. And I, I I could probably save this this mini story for the next song, but I'll just say, like, I just remember when they were playing Goliath, obviously there's a huge instrumental break in there. And uh I remember Cedric stepping into the crowd and then crawling on his belly through the crowd of people standing and like going nuts. Yeah. So he could have been trampled to death and he just slithers like a snake. I was up on a balcony though, because that place was jam packed because people yeah. We didn't get there early enough, but like even being on the balcony and being able to look down at the crowd once he slithered in, we I didn't see him until he was back on stage. I didn't that know where the it. fuck he went. I thought he would like literally just vanished in thin air
1: dang probably slithering and grabbing ankles and scaring the shit out of everyone
0: probably bit people and left like (laughs) little trinkets and everything like like cursed trinkets on people's like (laughs) socks and shit like that
1: like a little elf (laughs) because
0: this this would have been at the time when he was trying to get rid of the curse, or he's like leaving all these like cursed items in your sock and stuff like that yeah
1: weird weird
0: like, these, these weird, like, little stone crosses or something like that in your ankles or something like that.
2: Yeah,
0: my Lord. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, you know, uh, I, I still like this, the Good Restrains versus overall. Like, it's still energetic, but not, like, full blast, and that's, that's brought out in the courses, which has really fun instrumentation. I absolutely love it. The song packs a punch in a it, short runtime. I like it. It's a lot to unpack, and it gets a solid idea with, like like, deadly precision, so I really like it.
1: Um, in high school, I feel like I'd listen to stuff similar to this, but with like melodic screaming, um, definitely was into that. Not so much anymore, but I enjoyed the end and like the seemingly frantic wrap up. It was kind of like, Oh shit. Like we're reaching the end, just get it all done. But it wasn't like nothing that I've heard on this album sounded last minute. It was all like purposely and meticulously done so if there was like a frantic wrap-up there's clearly a reason for it um and my last note uh speaking of the organ which i don't i feel like i mentioned it a second time someplace um i find that the organ is placed so well in the mix that i can literally point to where in the room i hear it and if there's not much that i can do that to because a lot of it is just sort of, I feel like I'm standing in the crowd and I'm watching them play. So they're in front of me. It's like, I'm at a concert, whatever. Music's coming from everywhere, but there are certain little layers and instruments that they put in here that sometimes it's in like my rear right, or it's in my side left. And I feel like even just sitting in my living room, if I look over, I'm just looking at this one person with their instrument going, sub. And they're playing their part. And I'm like, okay. And I feel fully immersed in it. And I feel like that adds to the sort of this changed me feeling, Listen, listening to this. Because I don't know. It just feels different. You know, it could be similar to things that I've heard before, but it's different enough. Yeah, yeah. Wild some wild shit. Stop picking this stuff. I hate that your name's so close to the top of
0: the list all the time
1: every time I say something good about an album you pick it kills me inside
0: I, I can give a hint for season five saying I picked there are albums I pick that I'm not 100 percent familiar with and just like i, I knew I want to listen good. to the whole thing like I know yeah. I know songs on the album yeah. and I do like these songs but I want to hear like I, I want an excuse to listen to these albums so season five is when I finally take your notes yeah now now season five you have to take my notes and pick your favorite Excellent. albums I don't, and I can yeah. so I can see tier them.
1: Yeah, but I've already picked so many 90s albums that are shit that I'm like, oh, this is so good. You're like, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs>
0: I'm like, okay. Well then get good. Jesus.
1: I'm trying. That's why I'm taking that's why I'm taking your cue. I'm only here to learn from you.
0: Four seasons later, I don't know how much you've learned except for Michael Jackson. That's about it. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> let's move on. Song number five. Uh technically the title track of the album, Goliath. Okay, so you
1: said that this was a single, but like, you,
0: USB. It, this this was like found on USB drives uh, that the band purposely kind of like leaked out. It's the same thing Nine Inch Nails did with like Year Nine Zero. And, yeah. how, like Survivalism was found on a like, USB drive in a bathroom, at, like at a, at a show in Europe. Wow, that that's how that leaked onto the internet. They purposely did that, and so like yeah. I, I don't think they did uh, like Marz Volta did that to that extent, but yeah. it was like. Here's a USB. Oops, dropped it. Anyways, I got to go. Well, shit.
1: Um, I only have a couple of notes, so I'm just going to blast right through them. Um, Now, just speaking of how this song became a quote-unquote single, I guess possible single. Okay, this song has a familiarity to it that I swear to God, I, I think I've heard this song before. It's possible. But yeah, it's like not enough that I'm like, oh, this sounds familiar, but it's like, it hits that part of my brain that is like, this either sounds like something that you enjoy and listen to regularly already, or I've straight up heard the song It's just so buried deep in myself, like a, my subconscious, subconscious, that uh, yeah, I, I can't retrieve it. But when I hear it, it's kind of like my... My pupils dilate. I'm like, oh, I know this.
0: It's taking you somewhere.
1: It's Yeah, and it's wild. And I like how bluesy it is. I can definitely get behind it. I think it's a good song to get someone new into the band. It's not too out there. It has a good melody to follow. And in the middle, last note, in the middle, when the song sort of dipped and slowed down, Every fucking time I heard the song, I zoned out when it was just sort of the drums. It was kind of like, yeah. And it was like a nice sort of guitar in the back and everything. Until, I was
0: until, fucking, until Sutter Kills,
1: I'm starting to feel a miscarriage coming off. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, the song started again. And that's when I realized, oh, fuck, I've not been paying attention whatsoever. But it's totally fine because it it's purposely trying to get you in that sort of like, I don't want to say lucid, but it kind Trance. of makes you feel, yeah. Like it, it it kind of makes me feel like I'm 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 in an egg full of liquid and I'm just sort of floating around in it. It's very hypnotic, I am a, yeah. I'm an I'm an egg yolk. It makes me feel like an egg You're the yolk. worst part of the egg. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, it's the no unhealthy.
0: It's the unhealthiest um, part of the egg.
1: Yeah, but I
0: am delicious and desirable. <laughs> yeah, people just dip into you all the time. i don't know what that means but either (laughs) take that to mean what you will i i don't really have a meaning in my head when i said that
1: (laughs) but all in all i like this song i swear to god i've heard it but i'll i'll never know the brain works in weird ways
0: yeah this the song is uh I, th- I think it's pretty nuts though because I mean especially if we're talking about like the portions between like the the verses and courses like there's like this like transitional little bit mm-hmm. Where it's like again drums go are going nuts, but like the instrumentals are slower on top of it There's a guitar solo shredding at the same time. It's just like there's a lot to take in here oh, yeah. uh, But the-, the opening riff of this song which kind of goes through the entire track very energetic heavy and super catchy Probably one of the most catchiest riffs on the entire album, so yes, you're I don't know where you would have heard it if you did. I don't I don't yeah. ever recall this being on the radio, especially well, at least in my area. Um Definitely not mine. <laughs> I don't believe there's a video for it. Yeah. Um I I I don't even recall it being in like a game or anything, so yeah. I don't know. I th- I think Mars Vold has been in uh guitar Hero, one of the guitar games maybe yeah i i c- can't even confirm that though so i don't know but i'm just trying to think of where you would heard it but like yeah this is like obviously title track so it's going to be like a little yeah. out there more memorable um again with these grooves though like it, it's just insane how fun the composition of this album is and this song is like another really good testament to that um in my notes, it says that I've waited five five songs to talk about Cedric's vocal range, but then again, we did just talk about it a little bit ago because you brought it up first. Yes, I, I have to mention the high notes he's hitting in this song. Like, holy dog shit, like, where does this come from besides squeezing your nuts together? Because I mean, like, <laughs> he hits it almost effortlessly, and it needs to be heard to be believed. Like, it just... Because it's not just like he's hitting a high falsetto, he's belting it, and that's not an easy thing to do. Like, falsetto is like, you're straining yourself, so you're just getting that note out to the best of your ability, but he's just fucking out there on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I I got nothing other than, that is right, and I like this song. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. then, I, then that means I, I still have a another couple of notes I because i wrote yeah, quite a bit oh, for it too yeah run run with it you mentioned the organ on the last track i think it was way more standout in this track uh and i did like a lot to add to it it's a very like prog type of cliche but at the same time who cares if it sounds good mm-hmm. like whenever i hear a prog song and i hear organ i just immediately think deep purple like that's always like my jump to <laughs> i think dream theater only because of the
1: just the wild keyboard
0: i i think my first introduction to like organ and prog rock music was probably highway star by deep purple um
1: there was a song that started playing when you said that like playing in my head and then as soon as you started talking again it was like poof. oh it's i think you're just, trying to
0: remember the song that's why i started singing it
1: oh no no i was trying to think of the song that i'm like oh mine was this and then i was like fuck, It's gone now. Is it Iron say,
0: Butterfly and fucking Inagata Devita? I don't
1: think so. <laughs> I, w- I was gonna say Blue Oyster Cult, but then I'm trying to remember what like part, and I'm like, yeah, it's gone. And I don't even think it was Blue Oyster Cult, anyway. <laughs>
0: Just running through the discography in your head. Uh, I'm like, we have an album to re- review here. Yeah, you're like, um, we're
1: on the clock
0: here. Come on. Um, the only other note I have is about the second half of this song. This song is seven minutes and 15 seconds. So when I say second half, I mean like, it's its its own song at this point. Uh, it's such an intense trip, too. Holy shit. Like, it's so loud fast and powerful every time you listen to it it's like it does have that you mentioned the dip it does have that but for the most part it is super intense mm-hmm. and i like that it's so intense that in the vocal performance you can hear cedric just going he blowing out the microphone essentially like, you can <laughs> i can imagine the solid bar of sound his vocals are producing <laughs> in like a sound wave form but i love how that adds to the raw intensity of the track though so i, like, I just
1: sorry Sorry. I, I was going
0: to say, I don't consider that bad production. I actually, I, I like how it's just so intense that, that kind of, it, it kind of feels like punk in a way, although this obviously yeah. isn't a punk album, but like, it's just that energy of like, who cares if something sounds messy? Like it, it it's doing that because it's part of the moment. It's part of the emotion. This one just does it perfectly. I've, I've always loved it.
1: I was going to make a dumb joke, but I'm letting it go. Yes.
0: Because I got like, so passionate about it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to take it away from them, but I definitely, I, I definitely agree with the, uh, when you're in the height of the emotion, it's like, you can't polish that. You need to show that off.
0: You have to take away my moments because I'm an opportunist and find every opportunity to take away yours. So you have to strike back.
1: Yeah, I know. But it's like, it's our branding now. So I mean, that's totally fine. It's like, so if we if you like we, Chris
0: Wynn, that's the brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, that's fine. Because like, I just cry after, um, but like any of our promotional pictures, it's just going to be like those typical, you know, really deep down they're friends but on the surface they hate each other so all our pictures are going to be us folding our arms with our backs together looking like we completely loathe each other's presence
0: the, uh, yeah, it. it'll be that I'll, I'll have my back to yours we'll have the arm folded arms but just over your face i'll do the peace sign so that way it kind of blocks you out a bit. i'm just like kind of giving a shit-eating grin that's going to be the way i'd like that we really present that
1: and as soon as the picture's taken like donkey kick you in the ass there
0: you go and that part also gets captured. So then you see me motion blurred flying out of the frame. Exactly. Exactly. That'll be used for separate promotional pieces. <laughs> yeah, that, That's for personal use. Yeah, that, that's just like your desktop background now. Like you're perfectly still with your leg kind of sticking up behind you and me motion blurred like half off screen.
1: And I, I just look at it every morning just to, uh, pump myself up and to give myself a little hype uh, pep talk it's you're better than him you're better than him see you're better than him and then we record the show and you're like you're not better than me and i go okay
0: i'm waiting for you to prove it
1: (laughs) yeah I I, I as
0: long as you you think you can kick my ass that's the only that's the only thing that matters
1: i platform crocs i'm a very soft girl
0: yeah, and, and so, are, so are my orthopedic slippers. So, I mean, I don't, we're, we're we're walking on a very soft ground as it is.
1: Fucking nerd. Anyways.
0: I have leg right. problems. I have legitimate leg problems. Yeah, that's okay. I have back problems, but they're all my fault. There you go. Okay,
2: next song. Song
0: number six. This, literally the shortest one on the album by one second. Tourniquet Man.
1: Okay. I only have a couple of... Uh, points for this one uh i'm gonna be completely honest didn't like it um the the delay pedal immediately puts me into like 1987 and i can totally see this like being a sound alike to an aussie song uh if you don't hear it now fucking listen to it after hearing that you can hear it Um, i I
0: don't hear it and i know both artists
1: I definitely do. Um, I do not like this in the context of this album. Uh, The vocal melody is pleasing, but as a whole, it's a pass for me. It is too ballady. Don't like. And when did he turn from Ozzy into an android? Uh, You get that vocal processing kind of robotic sort of creepiness again. Um, But I can't look past that. This sounds like Ozzy off of Blizzard of Oz.
0: Okay, and I, and I know I'm, that I'm out done,
1: pretty well too. I'm done now.
0: <laughs> I, I heavy disagree with that. This sounds nothing like anything on Blizzard of yeah. Lost. Not even remotely close. Well, spoiler, it's my last song. Don't listen to Savannah. That's that's fine. Who
1: who listens to me,
0: anyways? Uh, anyone who listens to the show, they're forced to. <laughs> so, my points of the song. <laughs> uh yeah it took half the album to get to a come down so i mean wonder yeah. why it's been up to this point but uh, again this this is kind of one of those things that are welcome though because i mean like with how intense things have been like you do need yeah. like a slowdown like even if you don't like the song you need something like this um i don't really think it's too ballady like i get where you're coming from on that like but when i think ballad i think is something like far more emotional
2: yeah like it's- mama
1: i'm coming home right
0: that wasn't blizzard of oz right <laughs> That was 10 or 15 years later, right? <laughs> Fucking no. I'm not an Aussie fan. Blizzard of Oz is like his first album. Then No More Tears comes out like 12 years later. Well, maybe
1: it was that one. I don't know. I don't, Jesus. I don't, listen, I don't listen to them.
0: Why would oh, you even make that a point? that now I have to pick on because you. Because
1: listening to it reminded me of Aussie. I don't know what to say. My oh, Mom and Coming
0: Home is a good song, though.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like the, the only Malad. ballad I can think of that Ozzy ever sang. I'm not a fan of Aussie, okay? You've never heard when Goodbye was, to
0: Romance? No, I've never heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Anyways, we're <laughs> talking about Ozzy. Maybe one day, but not now. Um, I felt like this just had a very unsettling, kind of som- somber feeling atmosphere. Uh, it really kind of grounds you back down to earth after like all the hyper pacing of the first half of the album. So, like it, it, again, it's just good to have a track like this. Yeah, you have eerie, ghostly ending to the song too. Kind of adds that feeling of dread to the entire concept of the album. So. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I, I don't usually turn back to this one, but at the same time, I do appreciate it. So, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Um,
1: I, I have nothing else. Uh, compared to the other eleven songs, I liked this one the least. You might as well just put an X on it. Spoiler: uh, I'm not even going to try and hide this one.
0: So, hey, eh, just it. See, it's see one of nine. Now you're taking, take my notes. Just show your cards. It's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, for this one, I will. Uh, but for the other eleven, I
0: am. Mm, Zip up the lips. Well, I mean, we're not gonna have to wait too much longer, anyways. Because now we're moving on to song number eight. Let's see if I get this one right. Agades. That's. I mean, that that it seems pretty straightforward, but I could be mispronouncing that.
1: You are mispronouncing it because it's Cavalettas.
0: Oh, I looked. I went to song number eight. God damn it! song number yeah. seven. Yes, Cavalettas, Yes. Yeah. So you right.
1: you wildly mispronounce this because I was reading time. the wrong <laughs>
0: title. I was reading the wrong title. Doesn't oh count. God. Doesn't count.
1: So so speaking of songs making me feel things, we are doing a complete 180 and goddamn, this song made me feel things now as (laughs) okay, so I'm going to skip this point. I'll bring that back up later. Um, The constant fuzz. Oh, uh, I mentioned this earlier uh, in the review, but I'm I'm just going to kind of uh, double down on that. The constant fuzz and manipulation of the song makes me feel very uncomfortable, but in a way, thriller thriller movies make you feel like someone took over. Now, I'm mentioning like someone coming through the radio again because I didn't know what a spirit box was, but I'm definitely seeing how that's pretty much what I was talking about. Um, it's like someone took over the radio I'm listening to music on and says they're watching me or something. It's weird. (laughs) Like, it makes me feel so unsettled. And like, I have to watch my back in my own home. I fucking hate it. But it fills me with that adrenaline that I'm like, give me more, give me more of that. I need to feel alive.
0: Boy. I get where you're coming from with that, so I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna jump forward to my last note of that extra row before yeah. I go over the first two because it, that it ties into that. Um, there are we're in the second half of the album now, and there are songs on this con- uh, side that I would actually know. I'm gonna turn this into a question for you: Is there any song you don't even have to look at this album? Is there any song that you would consider scary? And don't be a smart ass and say the monster mash. I will absolutely no, 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 this no channel like. Like, if you listen to your just like, like in general, oh, God damn, like that was oh, that was just like you get those chills down your spine. It just it makes you feel uneasy. Like you um, kind of hinted at this already with this song. But I'm just like, has, has any song made you feel that way?
1: I don't think there are any or me, I don't really think there are any songs that I listen to on a regular basis now mm-hmm. that make me feel like that. But when I do hear ones that do make me feel that way, I am in constant search of more of them. Where it's, it, 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 I don't know, it like gets me in a way that a movie would, but it's only like a five, six minute song. Yeah. But it, it like makes me feel as intense. As, like, a two hour movie in a much shorter time, which is perfect for me because I am so impatient. But I don't think there are any that I listen to now because a lot of the stuff I listen to now is very upbeat and you'd listen to it on a nice, sunny, warm day. You know, it's very popular and poppy. Um,
0: Yeah, you're Swifty, so you don't listen to scary music.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, like, anything that kind of has a, I, I don't want to say a spiritual or a sort of um, paranormal vibe to it. Like if it's done, I don't know how to describe this other than if if it's obvious and blatant, it, it's too corny. It's too cheesy for me to listen to. I'm like, okay, like I, I see that you're forcing me to feel this way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but The like the movie Poltergeist, where it's like it's the the TV is on static and something happens day to day at home. I'll see the static and I'm like, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like that. So listening to this whole like spirit box radio sort of vibe, it's like tuning in between stations This puts that feeling in me. So then when I do that in real life, I'm like, now I feel uncomfortable with this normal, ordinary household object. I want to burn my house down (laughs) because I'm so scared. Well, (laughs) but I like it. It is. I thrive on it. It's it's fucked but it's awesome at the same time.
0: I, I only asked that because one of the points I was going to get into is that in the second half of this album, there's a lot of points on this album where you get some pretty scary moments.
1: Yes. I've mentioned a couple coming up.
0: Like I know we've had spirit box <laughs> moments already, but like it gets bigger. And yes, there's one particular song coming up a little later in the list that I legitimately think is the scariest song that I've listened to. Yeah. And I I'll wonder. T- yeah. It's probably the same one. <laughs> I, can, I can almost promise you. Um, but Yeah this one does have its own scary moment, too. Like it's like it's pretty intense as it is, but like it has it's like quieter, creepier moments. And just like verbatim, I have it written here. Uh, if the portion that has the words, it's only a matter of folding time and space before I become your academ- uh, epidemic is the chorus. I love how chaotic and unnerving it all is. Those lyrics are alone are actually a little freaky to conceptualize. Hey. Like those, yeah, just those lyrics. It's only a matter of folding time and space before I become your epidemic. And like, you hear that through a fucking Ouija board. Yeah. Imagine how terrifying that, Like if I was like doing a Ouija board and that's what it told me, I would like set that shit on fire and like do a ritual to cleanse myself. <laughs>
1: uh, see, I'm, I'm not superstitious or stuff like that. Neither am it's I, like, but that would scare me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't think I would pay any mind to it, but I feel like subconsciously any little change or anything that happens in my life that isn't predictable or normal to me, I would think the Ouija board did it. I'm cursed. That's it. They fucked with me. My life is wild now, but it's like if I if I did that, it's I I would be the one who's like scoffing at it, going whatever. This is nothing. But then once I'm sitting at home alone, and if like something on my bed is moved just a little bit to the left of where I left it, I'm like spirits it's spirits but in public i'm like that's nah, nothing it's pff, i'm cool calm and collected but at home nervous wreck
0: i was gonna say what would you do if you're laying in bed and you like you have your cat in the room and then you look at your cat on the ground and it's just staring at the door not like oh not my moving. god
1: okay well during the day i'll just put my face next to her and go what you looking at what But
0: like in the lo- middle of the night you wake up and your cat's just staring blankly at the door um like up, uh, like upwards to not just at the door but like upwards as if looking at someone
1: I think, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's, it's hard because a lot of those things, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can talk it away. It's just a, it's just a f- something. I don't, I don't know. It's like, maybe it's a towel hanging on the door in the hallway. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But if I go look and there's nothing there, I'm like, okay, grabbing you both. We're going back to bed. I'm shutting the door. I'm locking the door. <laughs> Nothing's getting to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes you don't realize how easily rattled you are, but then listening to music and feeling the same way, you're like, what the fuck? Like, it can do that. I hate that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> music's hate, powerful never doubt it, never doubt it.
1: oh my lord um, i didn't think it'd make me scared but ugh, it makes
0: yeah, me scared. again there's a song coming up that do, that does that uh I'll, I'll just say my other two notes too because it kind of it, it, it's off off of the freaky stuff uh the, the first note i just have is like this one has kind of a punky start to it in the verse like it's it's just like a very straightforward just kind of like whatever like almost eighth note type thing going on and just I can't, I can't say that I saw that much coming because considering how crazy the album has been so far. So I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. kind of neat. A neat start to the song. Uh, yeah, the first minute and a half kind of feels like it's on track and then it changes up rather significantly from there. So like, I do like how they work alongside each other because I know there's been songs by bands in the past where I've been like, oh, this sounds like two different songs. Why did not just make them two different songs? But there's something yeah. about this t- this one where it actually kind of like works out
1: right? There's like no songs on this album, spoiler, that uh, I even think, oh, they should have separated this. Even the one earlier on where it kind of has a a slower and semi-different ending. I would have been fine if they ended the bulk of the song where they did, but having that ending didn't change the song. It didn't change it for the better, didn't change it for the worse. It was just... I took it as part of the song, part of the package. That's fine. And then sometimes I think in comparison to other reviews that we've did or that we've done rather, um, how some of my preferences and my reviews for those are so much different than right now because I'm completely like completely changing what I would normally say. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is fine. The long songs, the different parts, the different endings that don't mimic the intro. They're just completely different. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. Whereas before I'm like, no, that's it. Burn it. Cancel. i hate this. So it's, it's very crazy to me how certain things work. And I don't know if that's within me and my preferences or just the way that the song was crafted itself. That is just, like, top tier.
0: That's the curse getting you. That's ah!
1: it. Oh, my God. Maybe the curse is that I'm just going to spend all my money on the rest of their albums. And then they're, like, perfect.
0: perfect. They're, like they're kind of different. Especially the earlier works. They're kind of different from this one. So just, like, yeah. a heads up. Like, this one like, kind of stands like out to crazier me more. or more uh, palatable? The earlier ones felt a little more, like, proggy, punky, I guess. Because, like, they were coming off their at the drive-in days.
1: Yeah. So, okay. like...
0: Especially with Francis me being the first one, but like, yeah, it's not bad albums by, by any means. I, I really like them, but I mean, just this one was probably the standout to me and maybe other multiple fans have other opinions on it, but like, I just felt this one was the standout. Like this one's like their magnum opus.
1: I do have a question about at the drive-in. Um, I always thought they were like a emo band, kind of like a sunny day real estate. I always put them side by side. Am I incorrect?
0: Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely familiar with at the drive-in. Like I've heard a few songs. It was, uh, Pretty loud and fast some of the songs okay. I heard because I, I have a friend who used to like really like run the time he kind of got me in the Mars vaulted like years ago. He yeah. was listening to At The Drive-In and I just remember some fast chaotic songs that I do remember hearing Cedric's voice. Okay. So, uh, it, it, yeah, I'm not certain how to categorize them too much, but I do know that they have that like kind of like punkier edge to them.
1: Cool. I thought they were like slow emo because I oh, just no, no, sort no, no, of no. what I thought. So I was like, "How the fuck did they get from that to all this wildness?" Like they must have really been restricting themselves before, but now I'm kind of curious to see where they came
0: from. They Cedric used to have, uh, be kind of weird to I me. Mean, he was still kind of weird in March Volta, but like they 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 had very chaotic performances, mm-hmm. but yet he would make fun of and like chastise the crowd for moshing really he he, there's literally a clip on youtube of him just calling the crowd a bunch of sheep for moshing and then he just made lamb sounds for like fucking like two minutes oh my god That's it's like okay you're making this like intense music that people are trying to get their emotions out on and now you're making fun of them for like what is your problem buddy
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and you probably went back going yeah i got him and everyone's like why is he such a
0: dick yeah also, <laughs> i was gonna say he was young and like in the peak of his drug days so i mean oh, like yeah. that could have something to do with it maybe it's actually his real opinion i don't know it's hard hopefully to say hopefully he's nicer now uh, he, he's older now so yeah I would, I would assume so maybe he's matured up a little bit well, that's good all right let's move on to that song i already said before so number eight i got us and again i nice. hope i'm saying that pro- uh hope i'm saying that properly
1: uh i do just want to circle back and just uh throw out uh I don't know if it was saxophone in the last song. Uh, Down for it. It makes another appearance coming up. Um,
0: Probably is because there's woodwinds in this album. So, yes.
1: I didn't know if it was saxophone, if it was like a program keyboard or organ or if it was woodwinds. So later on, I just refer to it as all three. Um, But this definitely sounded like saxophone. I liked it, but I wanted to throw that in there because I definitely noticed and uh, I always noticed the horns whether for good or for bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the horns in this album are fucking insane. They they yeah. they kind of emphasize like the like the mass chaos of the story.
1: It's so chaotic. But like you had mentioned before that like no sort of hearing the beginning of the album, you kind of lay exception for certain things because you're like, oh I walked into this hoarder house and everything is everywhere. Nothing's gonna surprise me at this point. You literally open the gate with a, like with the worst you could give me, everything else is a welcome surprise. So I was down for it. But that was my last point for the last one. I didn't get it. <clears throat>
0: and now we can move on. Yes. Now we'll move on to song number eight, Agadez. And again, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'll just keep saying that over and over again. Agadez. Uh, th- this one has like, a th- in the beginning... It has a mix of eerie instrumentals and what i consider to be digital confetti because you just kind of hear this like trinkling digital noises all throughout the beginning so i just call it digital confetti i don't know it's just the best way to describe it I kinda like uh, that. It's an, Yeah, it's an interesting way to have the track start too it's like one of the more subdued tracks until the course kicks in because that's when the energy kind of comes back and everything like that and the course has like a straightforward punch of like hard accented eighth notes and it's like really works at catching your attention so this one kind of like picks the energy I mean I shouldn't say picks the energy back up because the last track had it mm-hmm. like this one's keeping your attention still
1: I like the drums they felt very relaxed and nonchalant like he's drumming but barely holding on to the drumsticks excuse me very burpy um, I like that uh, my second note just says and I quote dang those vocals can really go there hey eh? Holy crap, this one I accepted. I was down for it. I felt like it matched very nicely. And because I had heard it earlier in the album, it wasn't as much of a shock. It was like, oh, this is what we're doing. I accept it. That's fine. Um, now, there's something in this that I I know that I 100% no shadow of a doubt, I've never heard this song. But there is something in it there there's so much in this that feels like i've heard it before it feels familiar it feels safe i don't know what it is i don't know if it's guitar tone i don't know if it's the scales or the notes just something feels homey and familiar like it's something that i've listened to before or listened to in the past because it isn't i listen to this now familiar it's like i listened to this when i was familiar there's just some something in it that is just like it, it's like this shadow with its hands out going come with me Beckoning. you know who you know who i am and it like masks as my mother or something and it's like come on Savannah." i'm like oh i trust you and then as soon as i grab its hand it encompasses me and i'm dead oh uh, well to, it's freaky i hate it but i like
2: it
0: <laughs> two, two, two things, things i'll go in order here first off maybe it feels familiar because there was a reviewer that i was reading about that said that this album he rated it kind of low and yeah. said like it hits a lot of prog rock cliches oh maybe, so maybe you're just recognizing patterns
1: that might be it because this this one specifically just feels super familiar like i've heard it before but i know guaranteed i've never heard
0: it and my second point was going to be on what you just said there about like the whole freaky thing it's like it's kind of beckoning me it's like yeah the form of my mother i'm going to tell you a very very short story and it's considered one of the scariest short stories of all time and i'm going to use you as the example in the story because oh, it's no, just it's like just that. it's just easier that way so you're up in your bedroom or like, just say you live at home with like your parents okay let's just say like, you, you live with your mom just said well let's just use this as an example anyways you're yeah. up in your bedroom upstairs and you're in your room and you just hear your mom savannah honey can you come downstairs for a minute yeah and so you're coming out of your room like what do you want you don't hear anything for a bit savannah can you come downstairs please yeah and then you stand at the top of the stairs what and then you hear rustling the closet next to you so you look over it's your mom she's like don't go down there i heard it too
2: Ew.
1: <laughs> see my first my first clue was my mom asking me to come downstairs politely <laughs>
0: I'm talking about in a sense of a story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but that's that. Uh, like I thought. But that don't I would go downstairs. I
0: heard it too. That's fucking terrifying.
1: I thought I would look over and my mom would be bound and gagged in the closet or something. And no, that she's, would...
0: she's hiding from it. That's what oh she's doing. Oh my God. That's. And it sounds exactly like your mom downstairs. That's what makes it even fucking scarier.
1: I feel like I've seen a movie like that where it's like they can. Um, I, I don't want to say shape shift. I don't even know what movie this is. It's just something I think I've seen. Where it's like you look like me, but I have like your voice, and I'm like I can take like a on the walker. voice of it. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. So well, that, like
0: that's that. That, that's like a, like a Native American thing. How it can like mimic animals or people and like their voices especially, but there's still something uncanny yeah. about them.
1: And you like go close to where you hear the noise from. And you're like, oh, where's the blah blah blah? And then they talk and they have that voice, and you're like, I am out of here.
0: <laughs> yes, they they lure you in with a familiar voice or sound.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I just want to let you know I am not getting to sleep tonight. <laughs>
0: this, this is turning out to be the scariest episode of Write I the can't record.
1: story. stories. And oh to think my the thing
0: that our Halloween episode was Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> so oh my god! This one for Halloween. We should. We should have. We just, should just do a horror story on. stream. Oh my god!
1: That's I. I am just, ah. I guess. We also so did scared. thriller,
0: spooky, scary. Ooh. <laughs> right? Definitely not on Halloween either.
1: The slam. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um okay well the only other thing I have to say about the song, I got like a couple more small points anyways. Yeah. Uh the middle portions look a lot of fun too. There's a lot going on, it feels really energetic and danceable. There you go. I used the word danceable. Yeah. The song, I definitely felt it. Uh, the ending feels like it was recorded from a spirit box there. I finally mentioned it, which would be very fitting given the theme of this album. So it, it took me eight songs to say that. But because you kind of were like hinting at that earlier, that's why I hey. like just started talking about it. But this is where like the end of this song really felt like it, though, because it was very kind of staticky noisy. And you were really, you definitely heard a voice come through, but like it was very like almost illegible. So like it feels like you're communicating with a spirit box at this point. And this is the whole Goliath. Uh, entity that they were talking to through the board.
1: My last point just says what sounds like backmasking at the end made me feel weird.
2: As it should. <laughs> like
1: it didn't make me feel like I. I don't know. It was just this this grand feeling of like unsettling, or it's like I need to shower. I feel so ah.
0: You I don't get, like like it. It's one of those showers where you'll always feel dirty even when you're cleaning yeah,
1: yourself. Right? Like must clean, must yeah. clean. And then when you're in the shower, you feel like someone's watching you. So you're on like super hyper vigilant, high alert.
0: And like, yeah, it's like one of those things are out of the corner of right? eye, you feel like you see a silhouette on the shower curtain, but like there's nothing in the bathroom.
1: My, I swear to God, okay, now.
2: Am
0: I really trying to get to you?
1: this has been happening all day today, but just after recording this, it's probably going to happen even more. Now I have a coat rack by my front door, but it it's around a corner. So it's kind of off to the side. So it, it doesn't really join up with the front door too much. So every time I'm in the fucking kitchen and I look over, it feels like someone's standing there watching me. And then I look and I'm like, oh, it's a coat rack. And then I look back going, are you sure it's a coat rack? But I know that as soon as I go out there after recording this, I'm going to look at it and go, not today. You're not fucking with me
0: today. You're just in the kitchen. It's like, is it a coat rack? Okay, good. And you can turn back in the kitchen. Oh and then you, just, you hear a very light grinding on the ground. You're like, what? Some- <laughs> <laughs> or it's
1: like, I look over and someone's standing there and the coat rack's completely gone with all my coats, everything. I'm like, uh, I'm going to die now, aren't I? <laughs> This is scary.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like in my room, um, like I'm a hockey and a football fan, and depending on the season, I'll have like a, my jersey hanging on this hook. Oh, uh, so then yeah. I just I, – in, in my room, like I don't I don't like sleep with lights on, but I have this power bar that kind of has like this like soft glow. So like I can sleep with it. It doesn't really bother me. I, like it's kind of weak anyways. But it's – the shirt hangs like right underneath it. So yeah. if I wake up in a, enough of a gravity state and just see this – thing just floating there like this yeah. near my bed. Like not all the time, but once in a while it does get me and I just my eyes jump up and like
1: is it under like a like a heating or air conditioning vent so it sort of moves on its own. Yes. It's oh, like li- it's literally
0: right next to the oh, opening of a vent. I, I, I have the vent sucks. shut but like air still leaks through. Uh and so yeah that that's that happens all the time.
1: Oh I hate that. Oh my God I hate that I, so I have much. to live in like a- we're
0: I have to live in a constant state of fear, or else I'm not alive.
1: <laughs> yeah, it feels like we're doing like an "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Goosebumps episode. <laughs> there you
0: go, and Kofi will review. Are you afraid of the dark? Bring me the cedar wind. <laughs> what an it's episode!
1: Sardo accent on the O. <laughs> oh my well, god.
0: Well, let's move on now. We're getting to the yes. last quarter of the album here. So, song number nine, Eskepios.
1: Uh again, this entire song made me feel uneasy. I'm just going to repeat some of the points that I've already made just because there is a lump of songs that make me feel sort of the same way.
0: I'll interject real quick and say I agree because my first note is the song immediately felt like dread and confrontation rolled into one.
1: Right? <laughs> like nothing in this song didn't make me feel anxious. And like I said before, it was kind of like an adrenaline rush. So I was kind of thriving not thriving. Um, I was like... Uh, sort of feeding off of it um, but it it made me uncomfortable but in a way that I wasn't going to stop listening to it
0: yeah yeah uh, I I love the horn section after the fir- like the vocal passages too like especially in the verses it has a very epic like building feel to it like like that whole thing it really packs on the anxiety so yeah there's nothing this song is good, but there's nothing to feel good about because of stuff like this. Cause it's just packing on these tense feelings where yeah. you're just, like constantly feeling like you're like on the verge of having like a nervous breakdown.
2: Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> look what it's done to me. Oh, we're unhinged
0: and we're not even done the album yet. We got four more to go. <laughs> oh my god. I f-
1: fucking my hinges are in the trash now. They're so far away. Ay, ay, yeah. I was
0: gonna make a joke about your job, but I'll leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> You know where I'm going.
1: Funny. I appreciate that. Thank you. I figured you
0: would, but I didn't want to get too deep into it, especially on (laughs) the microphone here. I Uh, appreciate that. So I will say that the second verse uh, has that weird, those weird broken vocals, like, hidden in the background behind the main vocals. Like, if you listen in the right headphone here, you can can hear this, like, this choppy, broken, like, backwards vocals. And it really goes back to that spirit box idea again, because you're having these, like, random spurts of words coming out. So they just they really keep it consistently creepy in this part. It's like really adding to that atmosphere of like communicating with the dead or like this ancient ghost. So like,
1: like they've amped it up going like the farther into the album, they're using it more and more and it's making the anxiety worse and worse. By now I'm like fucking on edge.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it it matched with uh, what happens. I believe in the middle too, that you have this very dreary and distorted, distorted middle portion too. So just kind of, it adds on to everything. So, I mean, like, you've made it this far through the album. You have to keep going now. And you're, mm-hmm. you're trudging through some shit at this point, though.
1: Yeah, there's no turning back at all. And I I really, I don't know if this is just the millennial in me, but I really enjoyed the inclusion of what getting a mobile call or text sounded like through desktop speakers. <laughs> As soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, I know what that is. I like that. <laughs> so it didn't make me feel scared. It made me feel pleasantly nostalgic.
0: <laughs> so uh, another funny short story has to do with the MTV Live that I saw with Mars Volta. At. So before they performed, like they did the interview on TV and the crowds around, like me and my friend were up in the stands, like watching them do the interview. And during a commercial break, that sound started coming up through the speaker's in the building. Like, obviously, this was the time when phones did that all the time. But yeah, yeah. Like in through MTV's stu- like studio <laughs> equipment, it was coming out. So, the, and the fact that it ties in with the album, like, uh, a lot of people were just like, that's kind of like, we were laughing. It's like, oh, cell phones. Wait a minute. That happens in the album, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was Is just this kind, this kind of part quirky. of the curse. Is it following them?
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, fucking Cedric's got all, all his hexes. He's just like, I'm waiting to hand these out. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Ah. Dang. Good,
0: good performance, though, I will say that much. <laughs> um the only other note that I have uh the last third kind of really picks up the energy again, so at least it kind of gives you that. It feels like it's on separate track, but once again just another one that kind of blends in really well all together, so I got no mm-hmm. complaints about it.
1: Um at about 3 minutes 40, uh the guitar soloing off to my right mm-hmm. side. Um it felt like ocean waves. I will not elaborate, cannot elaborate. That is how I felt. And I am surprised that I'm still on board this far, even after just one track that I'm like, eh, don't really like this. I was back on board immediately afterwards. It hasn't even lost me yet. And for some reason, that is incredibly surprising. So
0: that is because you said it a billion times, you're notoriously difficult to please. And if I I feel like if I lose you on an album, it's incredibly difficult to get you back. Even if I put out this very good, like, like compelling argument to get you back on track, it hasn't always worked. So I'm just like, fuck. Like if I lose you on this one, and I had my fears like going into this that like three songs you're gonna tell me you're like, okay, I'm done. This one was like yeah. was too long, blah blah blah. I'm just like, oh fuck, you didn't even try. Yeah, no. This the honestly listening to this felt like
1: I was watching a movie, and I'm not a a movie person solely because of the length. I just don't have the time or patience for that. Um, but like listening to this, I felt like I was, I felt like I was going through something. It's, it was fucked. Well, they <laughs> were taking, it was fucked.
0: The vast majority of the lyrics go oh, through that, Lord. that, that, uh, the, that poem that came with the board about the the man, the woman and the daughter. Yeah. So a lot of the lyrics follow that. So you were being taken on a story that this yeah. entire thing, but also it has to do with the soothsayer itself and, uh, Goliath, this entity. So, like, you're, you're going on many direct, different directions in this story, but you're always being taken down one path or another.
1: But the fact that I didn't, like, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this story while listening to it. I didn't know about it. Like, I know that you had mentioned, oh, this is based on when they found a Ouija board. Okay, cool. So I'm listening to it, and there, even with, I think, the next song, one of my points is, is this a concept album? It feels like it. And I think I mentioned that twice because when you get closer to the end of the album, you're like, fuck, these are, this is starting to feel like it's something, you know? Yeah,
0: Cause even I was just going to say, even outside of lyrically, like the instrumentals feel like they're connected. Yeah,
1: oh, totally. It's like they one song is the rising action. One song is the climax. One is the resolution. And the resolution super resolution-y like it, it sounds perfect to close off the story. But uh, I completely forgot where I was going with this. Um, yeah. As soon as I said concept album, I was done with having absolutely any idea what I was saying. Maybe it'll come back to me and I'll interrupt well, you. Because, yeah,
0: you was just saying, yeah, before that you knew it was concept album, that you were starting to feel like everything was connected.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, in me, in my brain, in my ears, it, it felt... Like, it, I, I felt like I was getting this story, but it's just that feeling. It's not like reading the words, hearing the words, hearing anything. It's just this feeling I feel like I'm, I don't know, I, I, it's so hard to describe, but it just made me feel the things and those things were big and I feel them now. Fair <laughs> I don't know how else to describe that. I feel the things and I hope that anybody else who is listening to this review or has listened to that album also feels things that they cannot describe, but they want more of those things because they're scary, but fun. I don't
0: I, know. <laughs> I hope there <that laughs> if, if there is indeed someone listening to this episode who again is superstitious and decided to forego listening to the album, but is here for the show. Yeah. Um, I hope just us describing this stuff, even if it's even if you can understand it or not. Like, I hope it is invoking. The, like, I don't want you to be terrified. But at the same time, like you're you're safe in not knowing the, these quote unquote traps that the band is setting. Yeah. But uh, I, I hope you're at least kind of like emotionally involved at this point of feeling like how we're feeling listening to this yeah.
1: like i feel i feel scared but not in the way that i'm like i need to run from this it's kind of like like you know when uh, i don't i don't really know how to it, it's like how i assume people look at like car crashes or why why certain people watch nascar it's like i I, what, what, I a,
0: what a what a scope there. Car crashes and watching NASCAR. Like well, I get no, car crashes. NASCAR still.
1: Yeah, exactly. Car crashes are the common thing. But it's like oh it's some people they'll look at it and they're like, oh, that's scary. There might be a dead body. There might be a dead body. And they're they're intrigued. It's terrifying. It's scary. It's out of the norm. But there's that little part of them that pushes them towards it rather than away. And that's where I'm at. So I hope that that comes across a little better of an explanation than the, I don't know how I feel. I feel the things.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like my morbid curiosity hasn't led me to fucking like live leaks or ogres or something like that. Or uh, Ron.com.
1: Oh God. I don't, I, think rotten,
0: I don't think any of those sites exist anymore.
1: I I can't look at like, just speaking of uh, just gross ass shit. Um, I can't look at stuff like that if it resembles a human being. Like like with flesh and skin and all that cannot do it. But I did come across a TikTok where someone was it like literally innocent TikTok cuz he's talking about like how human's muscles work and stretching and shit like that whatever. But he was showing the back of a cadaver and like lifted up a muscle and was like, Oh, this muscle runs this way. And everyone in the comments is like, man, you could have given a trigger warning for showing a dead body and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at it. And that was the minute that I realized if it looks like a human, it it has too much of that emotional connection and makes me uncomfortable. That's where I want to run. But it like a skeleton, I'm like, Ooh, what's under my skin? This is awesome. Muscles are can, under
0: your skin.
2: Yeah,
1: and I can look at it. It's it's totally fine. But if it has like that any sort of personality to it, it's freaky. So it's like because this this album is disconnected from a person, I'm not like it it's not about a real person that I know or have ever seen or anything. I'm far more likely to be pushed towards it than away from it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Hey, Kofi, I hope you enjoyed that. But now <laughs> we're back to the actual regular podcast. I had to uh, send Van on a bit of a trip there to anyone who's not part of Kofi.
1: Oh, don't do that. Don't don't listen to Chris ever again.
0: Uh, mental note literally to Literally just listen to me. Yeah, I know. Mental note. Ugh. All right. Well, we'll move on to song number 10 because that's what we got to do now. Song number 10, Ouroboros. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out how to say that. I'm so they glad that it, you're the
1: one saying the song titles. Well,
0: to, be, to be fair, they say that word in Resident Evil 5, the video game, and I've played that more than once. <laughs> so, oh, Burrow. So, yes, I know how to Excellent. say
1: it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it's kind of like the sound that that big block in uh, Super Mario makes when it hits the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, this song specifically sounds like when you confront the antagonist in a musical and this is his big solo. Now... It's not like campy, like you'd assume a musical is. Trust me, it is definitely not. It's just it seems like it's coming from the perspective of someone who is less than kind. It it feels like it's coming from somebody who is going to kill you, but is going to take six and a half minutes to sing about how he's going to kill you. And then at the end, it's inevitable that he's going to kill you.
0: I'm just looking up Ouroboros uh, itself, because I, I know that I've, like, read on it before and I just forgot. But, oh, it's it's a, that it's symbol. It's, like, an ancient symbol of, like, the like the, the dragon or the snake eating its own tail in, like, the, a big, like, oh, sphere. Okay. That's an Ouroboros.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: I, I I know that I knew that, too. I read that a long time ago, and I just forgot about it. Interesting. Ugh, sorry, now I'm getting all burpy.
1: <laughs> Gross. Well,
0: to be fair, I've been muting myself every time I had to.
1: Fair. You know, I have kind of everyone,
0: need,
1: everyone needs to know how cool I am.
0: I think everyone needs to know about Ouroboro, so let's talk about the song. Yes! <laughs> Tell Savannah, me your points. Because Savannah's not cool. Anyways, uh, the 16th note guitars that you hear, like this song gets pretty fast with that, and the drums and yes. like hand drums match with the slower vocals, too. It's like a, such a fantastic choice. I love yeah. the very fast pacing, but then the vocals kind of really ground everything. So really good compositional choice right, this, right in the beginning of this song.
1: Um, talking about the uh, the drums, percussion. Holy shit. Okay. And I quote, dang, the percussion really hits, eh? Eh? Get it? Hits like percussion. Um, but see, I even write my own jokes. Um, but seriously, is there an octopus in the band? Like yeah, there is a point, there is a point that it literally sounds like there's two people doing it. Like, that's wild.
0: Well, there's separate percussionists, too, so I mean. Oh,
1: is there? Okay, because like, then everything Just, just on once.
0: the drum set, like, that's just Thomas Pridgeon. but then yeah. there's a separate percussionist doing probably, like, accented things and just other things as well.
1: Okay, because hearing all of that at once is just, like, it's overwhelming to me as a listener because I just think, oh, there's one drummer, two hands, two feet, that's it. But when I hear so much, I'm, like, I'm having this, like, I don't know, this uh mental confusion of I don't hear this often, I am confused. Two people? That can't happen. And then like like
0: brain fried. I've seen King Crimson Live, they have three drummers.
1: Really? I've actually yes. never seen them.
0: I, I saw them in uh twenty September twenty nineteen. So just before the pandemic was the last concert I went to before everything shut down. And oh, yes, yeah? they have it was like eight members in the band and three of them are drummers.
1: Oh shit. So they're kind of like Slipknot then, yeah.
0: Except one of them wasn't riding a bunch of kegs
1: <laughs> and stuff like that.
0: Like they were all literally legitimately at drum sets just doing different things.
1: That's that's wild. I'm going to have to watch some clips of that. I didn't know that. That's sweet.
0: When we were there, there was no cameras allowed until the very end of the show. So I don't know how much you're oh. going to find. Cause they were strict, like security roamed yeah. the crowds looking for cameras.
1: Dang. They're, they're like, you'll get $20 for each camera. You confiscate. And they're like, okay.
0: lining it through. Dang. Um, my other notes, I don't have too many about this one either. Like it's yeah. a six and a half minute song, though. Uh this one has one of the better, more singable courses on the album. Uh definitely a lot more catchy, memorable. Uh I love the vocal trade-off of the Octave Harmonies too. It's like, don't you ever, 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 ever like that whole thing. I love that. Create this very creative usage of background vocals in this one. And uh out of all the lengthy tracks, so though, I will say that I felt like this is the one that dragged a little bit. Yeah. Though the slower ending portion I think sounds really good. Uh I like how it sounded, but it could have like happened all a minute earlier
1: my my dragging song was two songs ago I didn't feel it worth uh saying because you Um, said you said it
0: about a two and a half minute track as well earlier in the album
1: well yeah you also said I'm notoriously hard to please so I mean I really have to meet that mark um now I mentioned this earlier I song or two ago, this is a song where I was like, "Okay, this is starting to sound like a concept album. I don't know why it waited like I waited until track 10 to be like, wow, this really feels cohesive. But this is definitely where it was like, "Okay, I solidify definitely sounds like they're they're going somewhere with this. And I am involuntarily on the ride. But by now I'm like, "Okay, you've got me. I won't leave. I'll stay for the rest. We'll see where this goes. And I mentioned before, again, saxophone, woodwind, organ. Don't know what the fuck it is. Peaks in around five minutes. It's quite obvious to hear if you hit five minutes. That sound fucking scratches my brain so goddamn good. It's like when you scratch a dog's ear and their leg starts shaking. I I don't know what it is. I fucking I want Your all knee of He starts that. bouncing. Oh my god, is fantastic, and because they don't overdo it, I can't get sick of it. And if I want to hear more of it, I have to replay the song. Good play, good play, guys. That, that's good like kind what I said earlier about
0: Elena <laughs> with uh, with uh, the the middle bridge portion of the drums. Like I will go back a million times and listen to it. So I mean, yeah.
1: Oh hell yeah! You hear that one thing, and you're just like, I need. All of this and you just replay that little bit until you get your fill and you're just like oh this is great this yeah. is fantastic all oh, right we'll move on you so much for choosing this album you say that every time I choose a
0: good album like I you.
1: know and I fucking resent you every goddamn time
0: I'm, I'm sorry for introducing you to a uh, good taste. No,
1: you know what I don't like? I don't like how you shit on me all the time. You're all like, well, I'm going to bully her. I'm going to bully her. And then you have fucking legs to stand on. Fuck you. No, <laughs> I would rather you have shitty taste and be like, oh, Sven, your taste is shitty. And I go, yeah, well, yours is shitty too. But you're like, hey, Sven, your taste is shitty. And I go, yeah, well, shut up. <laughs> As I look at the top ten fucking ranked albums, I hate you so much.
0: Well, yes, that is referred to as a power move. Thank you for pointing it out. I hate you. That's the benefits of being a host. Or oh, the host. God. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Yeah, you're, you're welcome. It's fine. It's all good. I, I love you, too. So song Next number one. 11, the penultimate track, Soothsayer, which is the name of the board itself that they were using. They nicknamed guys- it Soothsayer.
1: Like, I thought I had everything figured out and then they leave me feeling like this, like the same way that I came in, confused and afraid because they are bringing me back to the what is happening at the end of the album, which is not bad. I just thought that maybe we had a mutual understanding of, okay, this is comfortable now I've gotten, you know, I I, kind of understand what's happening and then they start pulling stuff at the end and I'm like now I just want to (laughs) cry I'm so scared
0: this is the song I said earlier that I consider one of the scariest songs I've ever heard this this (laughs) one's it Because uh, like just the chorus alone, like uh, I'll just I'll read my because a lot of the scary parts I find are the chorus itself. So I'll just read that yeah. verbatim. I've always considered this to be one of the scarier songs I've heard. So much is unsettling about it, and the chorus alone really broadcasts that. The ghostly and guitars in, uh, in the chorus are haunting with those gentle processed vocals, and just again, like I said with the, the previous vocal line that was kind of freaky, this one too. Uh, this deceit has no arms. Bended will take what's yours. And apparently, this song might. Have to do with a sacrifice, so that's that those lyrics is, are kind of freaky.
1: That makes me very uncomfortable
0: because apparently, the uh, there's also chanting at the end of the song too that you can kind of oh. hear that's like echoey and d- like distant, yeah. kind of creepy and ghostly. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I can't remember, I read it what it meant because someone someone um, deciphered it. Uh, I, I can't remember, but apparently, it could reflect a lot about what would be said during a sacrifice to a god or the Metatron, if you will. So, um, yeah, that's what makes it even freakier.
1: Um, ew. Um, now just to completely contrast that point. Uh, I like the beginning strings and sitar. They're very nice. It sounds so good. Um, the processed vocals, it kind of like makes them sound dreamy, like not like, Oh my God, so dreamy, but like, in this weird sort of surreal kind of sound and it sounds like underwater or sort of like i don't know muddled in a way a plus for me though definitely adds to the fucking eeriness to well, it that's
0: what i was just saying earlier those dental yeah. processed vocals
1: yeah uh, uh, i don't know it's it's like i hate it but again i'm intrigued enough to stay on board Um, this felt like a drug trip in the desert and ignore everything I've ever said about any other song. That's how I felt with this one. This one, it felt like I I briefly went to their Wikipedia page and I saw that they were classified as like progressive rock and psychedelic rock. And I'm like, I'm not really getting too psychedelic from this. There are definite glimpses through this album in this song in particular i would i think it's this one or the next one yeah this one and the next one that i'm like oh i definitely get some glimpses of this psychedelic sort of sound and i'm like this this feels like some sort of unhinged drug trip by yourself outside yeah yeah and it's it's wild i don't know i it it makes me feel the things
0: yeah, I, I would think that the atmosphere on the song alone just gives the song multiple points as it is. It's Come very on. dark and alluring, like just yeah. especially in that intro too. Like, it does a. a I think this does a really good job at preparing to close out this whole story and album. Yes,
1: yes, I would not change any of the track to, or track orientations. Is fucking
2: perfect already. No, because
0: even "Conjugal Burns," the song that's next, actually acts well as a good closer. Yeah, uh, which we'll we'll get to that in a minute anyway. Um. Yeah, it's funny, because usually this next note I have, usually when I make this note, it's usually a bad sign, but it actually isn't so much for this one. Um, uh, Because I mentioned how, like, repetitive this one can get, uh, Mm -hmm. especially in its nine-minute and seven-second runtime. Uh, (laughs) But I I said that I've always been so hypnotized by it, though, and I'm, like, I'm always generally super intrigued on the ride that it takes me on. I'm super familiar with the song, but it never gets old. Like, I will, like, it's kind of like when you watch, you've watched a movie, like, A thousand times, you know the plot back and forth. You know all the 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 twists and the plot and everything. Yeah. But yet, you're every time like that jump scare happens or like that twist and story happens, you're just like, oh, what? Yeah. And you should have seen it coming,
1: but it gets you every time.
0: And that's what this one does to me. Just like the the kind of like weird journey this one takes you on. (laughs) Like I've always I'm always just strapped in. Take me. I'm on this coaster. Just take me.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, But then, yeah, uh, the only other thing I mentioned was uh, that, yeah, the distorted prayer at the end is really haunting, too. It feels, like, really surreal and, like, Mm. adds that immersive feeling of dread that the album's giving off at this point. So, and if if it indeed does have to do with some sort of sacrifice, then, like, that just adds even more to it. So, like, good good on that one, too.
1: Um, My last two points, Uh, one of them is definitely a repeat. This has to be a concept album. I I'm gonna read it as I wrote it, and I think I only say it those two times. Um, but uh, the last point was just I I thought it was a choir at the end, and just whatever it was chanting choir, it made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, <laughs> as, it rel- as it should. Uh, so, so I guess a side note about the song. I did read about this. Uh, so while Omar was in Jerusalem, he actually started taking field recordings. So like at the beginning of the song, you can kind of hear like active street sounds like that kind of sounds like a middle eastern type thing it's like it's in jerusalem uh so these are live recordings that he was taking and so he very well probably also took recordings inside of a church oh i don't i can't confirm that part but that would make so much sense considering the rest of the field recordings you can hear in this song yeah, which again, add, adds the perfect it makes you feel like you're on those streets. Like that's just that's how it feels. And so, yeah, the prayers at the end, uh, th- that was just like in a church. I can't remember if they said that it was like using Middle Eastern prayer or something else, but it's something along the lines of that. But yeah, that's just it's something mm-hmm. like in him, through him, for him, uh, in his holy something forever and ever is supposed to be what it's saying. I can't remember the entire line to it. And they're just kind of singing that in their thing. And then they, the way they say amen, is sounds like an unconcluded note, but like it's creepy that way. Amen. Like it's, just, it's strange.
1: Oh, it's going to ruin the next time I listen to it. because It's going to be like extra eerie now.
0: Good. It's supposed to be. Multiple Ugh. listens. I tell you, you unlock something every single time. Oh
1: my God. Right?
0: All right. Let's finish this off then. We're on to the final song on the album. Number 12, Conjugal Burns.
1: I don't have much for this one that I haven't already spewed through this entire album. Fuck. I'm probably repetitive as hell already. Um, this definitely felt like a logical ending to the album. Um, like I said, with the last song, definitely can hear glimpses of a uh, sort of a psychedelic feel and that fucking organ horn thing again, God, I love that. It is so demure and it could go on completely unnoticed as it's used so sparingly. I've already said it. That is all that I have aside from just a skull emoji. <laughs> <laughs> that is how this song ends
0: <laughs> I'll kind of piggyback on something you, you were kind of hitting out there too uh I, I did say that this feels like a collection of the entire album that's not necessarily a bad thing because not only we're at the end but it's a good reflection on everything that this story has given you Yes. Yeah. so I, I I do appreciate what the song does uh and I, I did say that those soothsayer could work as an ender like this feels like the proper closer this feels like you know the end to the story so it is something to really appreciate going through and it even has that cliche in the songs uh where i think one of the lyrics are um where am i now that the music has faded and to hear Mm. a line like that as the last song like there's some kind of cliche about that but i don't i don't care it's fine I'm, i'm fine with it
1: or it's like that person is like they're the one that the this like I don't know. Entity is after. And it's like, where am I after the music? And then once, like, as long as the music is playing, they get to stay alive. But then when the music ends that, that like figure or, or entity, it just sort of takes that person away and that's it. They're gone and dead now.
0: You're kind of in the realm of what other people are talking about for this song. Uh, Cause what people believe, like, I don't think there's like a 100% confirmed idea of what the song is really about, but a lot of people tend to believe this song was written by Cedric Omar written to the soothsayer board. And they're pretty much saying, I'm going to destroy you and bury you before Mm -hmm. we're we're like married. Like our souls are married, which is that's not what you want out of a cursed Ouija board. Yeah. So, uh, and like, this is them saying like, we're going to kill you and bury you now. And the board's responding like, don't do that! Please don't do that. <laughs>
1: I'll be your friend. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to.
0: But yeah, the, the idea of like where, where, are you, where am I now that the music has faded? Like that probably works. Like. Yeah, all this you're buried, so there's no sound. You're buried. So, like, this board broken in two pieces in random locations in the fucking world that no one will probably yeah. ever find in a million years. This is gonna be, like, the fucking Jumanji when they get oh rid of the God. board at the end of the movie and then someone finds it in, like, a desert somewhere and then it's implied that it all starts up again. Like... 500 years from now, someone's going to find half the board and then make it their life work to find <laughs> the other half.
1: Oh, my God. And then they have put it together and then Dwayne The Rock Johnson shows up.
0: Oh, no, I was talking about the Robin Williams 1995 one. Fuck oh. Dwayne Johnson.
1: So now does Robin Williams come back in original form or a zombie form?
0: Oh, no, no. He 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 goes away and comes back all in the beginning of the movie. But he's like, uh, he goes in as a kid yeah. And then uh, like these two kids the, the board was left in the house he played it in yeah. and then like years like two or three decades later these kids are like oh look this cool game and eventually yeah. he's unleashed from the board of that, and then he's an adult like a yeah. jungle man at that point
1: I just meant like if anybody finds the parts of these Ouija boards if uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson would just show up or Robin Williams but if it's Robin Williams if he would show up how he is now or how he was in the original Jumanji Yeah,
0: he'll show up as 1995 Robin Williams Oh,
1: okay I was hoping zombie but
0: all right. I don't want to make a joke about how he, how he wouldn't have a head. I don't want to joke about Robin Williams' death.
2: Oh. You're well, we've reached the tra-
0: end of the episode. <laughs> the only other note I have about the song is I do like how this one matches the energy of the first song. So it feels like a true render yes. because like it feels makes it feel more conclusive. It feels like the whole yes. sandwich idea, the or storybook that's it's the cover whole concept like the thing.
1: It it just it's resolves kinda. Not really, but kinda.
0: No, it it, it does, and it works really well that way. So with that said, now we can finally wrap up the episode. This is a uh, my timer is going off the fucking rails, but this one's a long episode.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and it's funny because I was like, "Oh, we're just gonna whip right through it." No, God, I, apparently there's a lot much more, a lot more to talk about than I thought.
0: And actually, to myself before we even started recording, I thought like, "This is probably going to be a long episode."
1: Yeah. I just, had,
0: I just had a feeling and here we are but we're done talking about the album at the very least so hey thank you very much for making it all the way to the end if you truly did we uh, truly appreciate you hanging out so let us know what you thought about the album if you did indeed listen to it or if you didn't because like you're superstitious but you have some ideas that you want to get off your chest now's the time to do it let us know down in the comments below for wherever yeah, you're listening because yeah. there's comment sections practically everywhere that you're listening we're very curious to have a discussion especially about a concept album like this fucking deep and the only thing uh, the only thing I'll say about this album before giving me out the score is. Uh, I thought this was like fun, energetic, intense, scary. Then this, this album makes me feel a bunch of things and I love them all.
1: I actually wrote, uh, wrote pretty much the same thing. Uh, I am scared and I need a hug. I found that the more I listened to this, the more it started to make sense, maybe because I was learning what to expect. I warmed up to it and it's like learning a new food or learning to like a new food. It just, it's going to take exposure to really get there, but you have to be willing to keep going even through the discomfort because you know you're going to get to a place where you're like, wow, I really appreciate this. I really like this. So.
0: Yes, that's right. Give yourself to Goliath. Do it.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually, I
0: like that song. <laughs> uh, so yeah, remember, like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow all those things. If you like what you hear today, I uh, really appreciate the love that we get for it. And yeah. if you love the Mars Volta and Bedlam Goliath, make sure you let us know that too. While you're doing that, we do have to move on to part two or three of the podcast. We have to actually rank these songs. Oh my God, this one was actually difficult for me to do, but I guess we'll get into that in a second. Because that's what we got to do. So above our heads, boom, graphic have changed. Our names, there are numbers. Uh, there's going to be more names, song names to be specific because it is time to rank there, there is no worst on this album in my opinion uh, oh no favorite to, one that i don't i can't even like, say, but that's it yeah and you've already said tourniquet man i know yeah, <laughs> that fair was fair the fair obvious fair one fair I, don't, I can't fair even fair. say favorite to least favorite favorite to not favorite but still really damn good
1: <laughs> um there is a very small range of scores it would just happen to be like i don't i don't even know there there's literally just no method to how i ranked these ones it was just This is the score. I gave it. This is where it laid. I'm happy with it. My number 12, I stand behind my number one. I stand behind the rest of them. You might as well have just put them in a box, shook them up. That's where they lay. None of them are terrible. I'm just still so mad that I liked
0: it. Uh, I'm I'm very curious. We're going to get one for sure. I'll tell you that much. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this this could be a toss because we but we both like it so much. But like, how much do we like it to match? Oh, yeah. Like,
1: and there are times that just what you're looking for in something is different than mine. Or we're going to do another week where your number five is my number four, your number four is my number three, and we're just off by that one could be this today. Time, that yeah, that's how I'm feeling be today. That's how I'm feeling.
0: Yeah, but I, I still feel confident about that one because we'll get started now because I know exactly what it is. Number yeah. twelve, Tourniquet Man.
1: Yeah, I don't like that one.
0: There out you go, of all I'm of them,
1: mad. I didn't like that one.
0: Uh, I like Tourniquet Man, yeah. but like out of everything on this album, that's probably yes. the one that like falls the lowest to me. And yeah. that that even only that hit a seven point five, so that's not exactly terrible either.
1: I I think that this song would be good if it wasn't in the context of this album. If it was somewhere else or something else, sure, I'd be fine with it. But because it was surrounded with just everything that everything else on the album, I was like, I could probably take this one off See, and that I, would be
0: fine. I thought it fit the concept fine and it's a nice yeah. breathing point in the album. So I thought this one was fine for it. Eh, well, we both put it at 12. So, I mean, I don't know why we're talking it away. Well, let's see what else we can match, if any at yes. all, so number 11, conjugal burns. Oh my god! Yes. Cool, cool. That is awesome! Oh, will the curse of Goliath actually make us match everything?
1: <laughs> oh my god, imagine that! Oh, I'll, I'll be like,
0: change. dear Sadiq Omar, there thank you go. for Bedlam and Goliath, it's a positive <laughs> curse.
1: Trying to fix my seat while we do this here. There we go.
0: Uh, I don't know, like I, I think... I want to say we'll keep matching, but I I, I don't have confidence in anything ever. Uh, number Can't 10, Ouroboros.
1: No, number 10, Soothsayer. I am so disappointed that I have to pronounce these on my own now. God damn it.
0: Number nine, Agatas. Uh,
1: Number nine, Waximilacra. Yeah, just
0: slowly. <laughs> it very slowly. Uh, number eight, Cavalettas. Metatron. Metatron. Uh, number seven, Ascapios, Ascapios. there you go. fucking hate this.
1: Aberrinkula. That's fine. I feel like an old, like an old lady where I'm like squinting trying to read. I can read it fine. Why
0: am I squinting? But that's my number, uh, mine, that's, that's actually my number six is Aberrinkula. And mine is Ouroboros. Ouroboros, complete global saturation. Yes. Sorry, Resident Evil quote number five, wax Uh, Elena, Elena,
1: Elena.
0: I yeah. believe Omar wrote with that title after um, Helen Miram or something. Oh. no, no, there's an old, there's an older actress that he wrote it after. He just did it like not the song about her, but just wrote yeah, the title because the title. he likes her so much. Oh, interesting, and that's like her nickname or something. I can't remember the exact quote for that. Uh, number four, Metatron Ascipios. Uh no, there it is. I have to like look at the way I wrote it on my sheet previously <laughs> just so I don't know how to write it. Uh number three, Soothsayer. there.
1: Number three, Agadez. My god, I I feel like I'm trying to speak for the first time.
0: Curious about this one. Number two, Goliath.
1: Number two, Cavallettas. Oh, number I thought one. that was gonna be your number one. No, number one's Goliath.
0: Well your number one's Goliath, my number one is Iliana. So there you go. Yeah. But well, we still got how two got out of two? it, whatever. Not too bad.
1: It is very exciting when we get them back to back because it fills me with such hope that is immediately let down for the rest of the uh, ranking.
0: But we we had two that were like one off. So that's not bad. Then we had two that match. So that's, that's still pretty good. Considering you said you could just put all the songs into a box and shake it. We came up pretty pretty
1: close. Hell
0: yeah. Well, there you go. There's our song rankings. Not bad. Not. Oh God. I'm a burping and hiccuping now. (laughs) Gross. We must be, you you, you burped too. Shut up. No. So that must mean we're getting closer to the end of the podcast, so that means we actually have to do the feature presentation now. It's time to actually rate the record, so let's transition screens and uh, see where this lands. Let's go. Alright, album ranking screen. Here we are. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, wonderful to see it, isn't it? Uh, a lot of B-Tiers. We had a few A-Tiers this season, but last last week we had our first C-Tier since Season 3. Yeah. I, I, last, I know I said uh, The Kills was the beginning of Season 4, no, that was the beginning of Season 3. So it's actually been a while since we had a C-Tier album.
1: Oh, shit. That was crazy. B, A and B tiers all the way.
0: Yeah, it's it's been uh, just pretty consistent, hence why we have so many fucking memes of doing beep tier stuff.
1: <laughs> I still stand behind the merch. Great idea.
0: I, I do like that, too. We will see. Uh, but while we discuss merch off camera, we do have to decide what we're doing on camera right now, rating the record. Uh, well, I mean, it seems like we both... We both enjoyed this record, seemingly. Yes. I mean, I I, I I picked it and I've been praising it the whole time. Uh, you gave it a hell of a lot more praise than I thought you were going to. Like, yeah. I thought this would probably fall to like a 74, 75. You're like, I liked it, but eh, yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect from you. Like, it's sometimes hard to anticipate. But so. now this is where you can prove me wrong.
1: So now I, I understand that I'm going first because you picked the record, but I would like to see that if you thought that I was going to score it that before, now hearing what I thought about it, what do you think I will score it now?
0: 83.25. 84.92. Very close. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, definitely. Getting better at this. Yeah. Now you're not so hard to please, but now I say that, and then like next up <laughs> my choose, you're just like, ah. Uh. Uh, I ch-
1: so I I'm I'm picking shitty ones just because I actually want to hear them. I'm going to have to change my approach. I need I need to break into the top ten. You well, aside did. from Michael Jackson. Yeah, but fuck that. Michael Jackson, the highest selling record. You like record that one,
0: though. You like that. Yeah, it, yeah, you can't yeah. Say Fuck that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like Michael Jackson is like, yeah, I know I'm going to like that. Every fucking song is a single. But if I pick something like a uh, 90s alternative whatever, and you're like, yeah, I really love this. And then it hits the A tier. That's where the, that's where the fucking prize comes in. Thriller, yeah, everyone likes that, whatever. But if I, if you fucking put Dishwalla up there, that's where the prize Never
0: is. even heard of that, so it's hard to say. Uh, I can't think, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of a 90s alt-rock album that I would A tier. I don't know, it's hard to say. I like, I, I like it, but not enough. Spin Doctors, Pocket Full of Kryptonite. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, your score was uh, 84.92. It was. Uh, and so yeah, we we both obviously praise this album, and you know that I like it. Uh, it's one of my highest-rated albums. Uh, not not like close to bungle though, but yeah. it's eighty-six point six six, which brings us probably to the second highest album on the the chart. It's eighty-five point seven nine.
2: It is the
1: highest one thus far. Past rush. Rush, rush is eighty-five point two five. This is a fucking monumental day. Wow, less
0: than a percent. Right, right. The Bethlehem yeah. Goliath takes the list. I, th- I thought Rush yeah. was like 86. No,
1: no, it's uh. so, so what is it? It's 85.79. So it is just over 0. 0.5 better than Rush. Yeah.
0: Like 0.54%. 0.54. Yeah. Damn, I we have a think, new number I didn't
1: one. Think that, that is. Booked.
0: And you wore your good good luck rush shirt too. <laughs> I yeah, it fly by night. It was only, was it, I was gonna I was gonna wear my twenty one today <laughs> too. I was although that's was the curse. Me, kind of that's the curse. It told you not to. So then it weasled up in a number one. Yeah, in the curse arts, The the curse of Goliath through the soothsayer itself has made the Bedlam Goliath of the Mars Volta. To date, our top album on Rate the Record. I thought I didn't think this was going to happen for a long time. This happened at the end of Season 3 when we broke that record. Now it's the end of Season 4 almost, and we've broken the record again.
1: And it's funny because the top four is the Mars Volta, Rosh Tool, and Mr. Bungle. I'm starting to think we like Prague.
0: (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) There might be a trend. Uh, Then again, look at my rating for fucking Stephen Wilson.
1: That, that that is true but but porcupine tree regardless of what they say they're a pop
0: band so he's Just a pop artist a Proggy pop Proggy pop to the masses exactly well there you have it then i mean jesus we have a top i i didn't anticipate coming to this episode this was going to like when we did 2112 i was like there's a possibility this one can go pretty high i didn't yeah. i didn't have that thought about this i thought it was going to go into the A tier for sure but not number 1
1: Well, when I saw my score, I was like, I was scrolling through uh, my highest scores for other albums and it's not even my highest score. It's not even like my top three highest scores. So I was like, I don't really know where it's going to lie, but my God, like that just that slipped by by the skin of its teeth. I swear.
0: I have three tens on my list. So that's what really boosted my score.
1: Fuck yeah. Oh my Lord. Mine are all over the place, but dang, 84, almost 85% just on my own. God damn, I don't know where
0: else I thought it was going to go. Well, I can tell that the album, again, top of the top of the mountain, oh top God, of the list. Holy shit. Like, uh, looking forward at our album list off the top of my head. I don't know what else is going to touch that. But then again, I say that all the time. Every time a new yeah. album hits that number one, it's like nothing's going on top that. Nothing's going to top that. I, I honestly don't know that. We will see. I'll be pleasantly surprised one day.
1: Bruce Springsteen.
0: Not as uh, long as I'm uh, writing it.
1: Born to Run.
0: Listen, I won't D tier it or anything, but it's definitely not going to get in like an A plus <laughs> tier out of me. Uh, Billy Joel. That's going to get a D tier out of me. Fuck Billy Joel. Holy shit you still rock and roll to me. Yeah. Go to hell, old man. Fuck you, throwing glass, rocks and rocks, glass houses, bullshit, whatever. Anyways, that's the end of the episode while well, Savannah's dying. That's the curse killing her right there. So thank you very much for joining us on today's episode of Rate the Record where you got to witness a brand new number one option. You're just dying over there. Your face is beat-ass red. Your, your face is the same color as the flowers on the wall. Oh man, you are just gone.
2: I didn't expect so much
1: him.
0: I fucking hate. Go ahead. <laughs> choose Billy Joel. I dare. I double dog Daria.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I don't have one for, I don't have a choice for my birthday. So I might.
0: Like, even Piano Man is like not even like. That's like even <laughs> B minus me. That, that song is overdone and just leave me alone.
1: Oh, this is fantastic. This a folky is. Spooky ass
0: loser old man piece of shit. Get out of here. That's
1: how I feel about Bob Dylan.
0: <laughs> he does it better. Anyways, we're not talking about either one of these old men. We're talking about these other men in the Mars Volta and how they topped our list. So if you made it part of the <laughs> oh, yeah. episode and you get to the, the laughing fits, apparently. We went through the episode scared, but now we're just laughing ourselves out. Thank you very much for joining us and making it this part of the episode. Uh, what did you think of this album? Where would you rank the songs? Where would you rate the record? Please let us know. Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? We're always very curious to hear this kind of stuff. Let us know your opinions down in the comments below of wherever you're watching and or listening because there's comment sections practically everywhere. You can also let us know on our social medias at Rate the Record Podcast over on Facebook instagram and tiktok i mean we make posts over there too so you can always let us know all of that yeah. and more found at ratetherecord.ca, including the record album request screen album giveaway stuff koficom slash rate the record if you want to support the ch- channel financially everything can be found at rate
1: yes go there do the things and then we get to talk about your record and uh hopefully we like it <laughs> Well, I was gonna say, hopefully we don't shit talk, but I'm like, I don't want to set the precedent that that's all we do.
0: Well, hey, to be fair, uh, Krungbin a few weeks ago was the first request album to make the A tier.
1: That is true, and I very much like that. So and I then mean, Tomahawk is
0: top of the B tier. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let that, let's not talk about Weezer though.
1: <laughs> moving on, that was that was season what
0: one, season two. Yeah, that was see, episode uh, nine, oh, season we? one. Yes, it oh, was so way way back when. Go go watch our old content. It sucks.
1: Oh, my God. It's so bad.
0: (laughs) Anyways. uh, Yeah, that is the end of the show. So, once again, thank you very much for joining us, hanging out with us today. But before we let you go, we do like to give you, like, a little sneak preview of what to expect next week. And I already kind of... uh, said that next week was going to be a request final request of season four anything else that comes will be in season five so if you want to request an album now that will likely end up in season five or at some point so last request of season four coming up next week it is a gothy canadian band who formed in 1999 and actually originally gave their music away for free on napster so it's definitely not metallica
1: <laughs> mm, uh, canadian band wide mouth mason
0: they didn't form in 1999 silly Sugar. And did that one member pass away before 1999, or was he still around at that point?
1: Uh, I thought that just one left because I, I know one- the singer from Big Sugar plays with them now, but I
0: don't know if he passed away. Well, some one of the members I think passed away from an overdose or something like that. Okay. I could be very wrong though. I don't. Know. I don't really know my wide mouth Mason history too much. Yeah, I don't. Much. I don't think. I don't think
1: in that band. But now I'm gonna have to fall down that rabbit hole. But knowing it's not them, uh, I'm completely
0: disinterested. So it's a request. You have to feign interest a little bit.
1: Okay. Well, when I find out who it is, maybe I will.
0: You can look at our Google Drive, but everyone else out there has to wait until next week. Maybe you know who it is. Maybe you don't. That's fine. But until then, go listen to some awesome music like the Mars fucking Volta. Listen to it. Smoke a little bit of weed
1: while you're listening to
0: it. Listen to it multiple times. Unlock fucking everything you can out of it. So until then, go listen to some awesome music. We'll see you again next week. So take care, friends.
2: Goodbye.